Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! As a thank you to the more than 1,200 people who donated in our Max Fund Drive, this is our live show for your podcast convenience. You can also watch it on video at MaximumFun.org. Let's go. Hey, guys, we're about to go live. Five, four, three, two. Hey there, America. It's me, Jesse Thorne. Jordan Jesse Go Live. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. I am feeling good this evening, Jordan. Yeah? I am feeling well, it's you're ready. because you're in your element with these cameras pointed at you. Absolutely. You know what happens? The cameras turn on, and I turn on what I call the sparkle. Yeah. That's the little something extra that I bring to the table when the cameras are on. A little magic. You've got it. Channing Tatum's got it. Sure. That's about it. Well, uh, uh, what's that called? Um, uh, Leighton Meester. Oh, yeah. Leighton Meester's got that little something. You know what I'm talking about, Jordan? Just a little... It is. It's hard to describe, but, you know, you miss it when it's gone, so... A little, a little, a little tweak of the eyebrow? Mm-hmm. That sends a message. Sure. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> right. That's the message. I was gonna say, who am I again? <laughs> Which um, one am I? Hey out there in internet land, uh, this is the grand finale of the Max Fund Drive. Yes. Uh, we have been doing two weeks of desperate tweeting and podcasting in support of MaximumFun.org, and it has gone exceptionally well. As of the last count that I had in my hand, uh, our goal is 1,200 new donors, and I think we can break through it because the last count that I had before we started this was 1,190 new donors. Uh, It's very exciting. We've got people uh, watching from all over the world. A couple of people emailed me and told me that they were going to watch live from Europe. Anyone on the space station? If you're on the space station, drop us a line. Sure. Using your space phone. Do they have a space phone on the space station? Oh, they gotta. I listened to a segment on, I want to say Weekend Edition recently, where a woman, a woman was on the space station, and sh- they talked about how she likes to practice her, I want to say, clarinet. Could have been a flute. Mm. Uh, it was definitely a woodwind. Do you, know, a flute a woodwind? Uh, do you know that a woman cannot get pregnant in space? No. Space radiation kills man's sperm. No, that can't be true. I think that's true. When I read, I read, uh, I read a great space book, mm. um, and uh, one of the things Wait, was that this I learned a book about space or a book in space, because I, like a space phone is a phone in space, right? So I just want to clarify. It was, um, it was actually a book about space that I was reading in. Well, low Earth orbit. Oh, just just in the in, in on the topic of space as prefix. Um, yeah. There's that old movie, Forbidden Planet, with Leslie Nielsen. Sure. He's the captain of a spaceship, and he is yelling at his uh, he's yelling at his crew for something. I think crashing on the forbidden planet. Yeah, and he says, it's "I'm forbidden." Gonna, yeah, why'd we crash here, guys? Yeah. Come on! And he says, uh, "If you don't shape up, I'm going to dock all of your space pay." 
<laughs> you mean our pay? <laughs> Just but it's in space. Pay. Anyways, so that's why I want you to clarify space book. Okay, sorry. Um, so I was reading this space book, and I learned that the most dangerous thing about being in space is the space radiation. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, it's not exploding or whatever. Wait, but this is what's killing all those sperm. You're constantly being bombarded by space radiation, and that's, like, one reason why they don't want to send human beings to uh, Mars is because the amount of time that it would take to get there, the 20 years or whatever that it would take to get there, you would have get so much space radiation that you would die of cancer by the end of it. Sure. And... I guess what I'm saying is watch out for space radiation. How much space fucking do you think there's been in the history of space exploration? Interesting you should bring that up, Jordan. That was part of this space book I read. It was really? by it was by Mary Roach. Okay. Uh who's well known for her fascinating and very funny books about uh topics such as what happens to you after you're dead, mm-hmm. uh having sex and space. The important kinds of stuff that science really should spend more sure. time on. And uh she did a an extensive investigation of space fucking. Her opinion was, was that there was probably, but not certainly, no space fucking that has occurred. Well, based, based on what? There were some, based on personal <laughs> space interviews. Space suits with no dick holes. <laughs> um, well, you've heard of space dick disease, right? I have. Yeah. So, What about space alingus? <laughs> what about just a sexual act? Like, how many space... I don't know, like second base? Has, do you think, what's the part of this do you think this, things have gone into? Did space? any of the space chimps jack off? <laughs> yeah. That's the question that we're looking at here. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, she interviewed like people who went up in every space mission, mm-hmm. and there were, no, um, there were no space fuckers that she could identify. And she, it, she said at the end it was an educated guess, but since her interest was obviously to say that there was space fucking, I think it's. I think it. She was. You know. Uh, she. She played it. She played it safe and said no space fucking. Okay. Well, it's, that's a damn. Sh- well, I mean, how long ago was the book book written? It was a year or two ago. So there's been people in space yeah. since then. I mean, there could have been a fuck fest up there. Sure. It's hard to say that for sure whether there has or hasn't been a fuck fest. Because it's 12, 18 months since this book was researched and published. There's plenty of time for a fuck fest. You get what does a, that take, two hours? You get a cos- Three hours? You get a cosmonaut up there. Sure. You have a couple courses of your evening meal. that got vodka in the middle of each one. Sure. There's in, a, a, in a pouch, there's out of a little pouch. Japanese space doctor up there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's not used to drinking in between every course of the meal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, things get a little hot and heavy. All of a sudden, the one lady has got out her space flute. Sure. She's playing a song for Weekend Edition. It's getting really romantic, and the uh, she and then um, and then the doctor gets out her surgical scissors and frantically tries to cut a hole in the spaceman spacesuit so his dick can come through. Yep, absolutely. Um, we have so much fun stuff planned for this uh, two hours of programming. It's not just going to be space. More of the same. (laughs) Stay tuned for more of the same. Um, uh, We've got, uh, in just a few minutes, Al Madrigal will be joining us. Stand-up comedian Al Madrigal, known worldwide as the man of 81 voices. Um, Hopefully he'll bring out a few of those for us. Um, I hope Grandpa pays us a visit. I'd I'd like to speak with former Dallas Cowboys coach, Tom Landry. Mm. Oh, get out there on that gridiron. I'm not. That, I look, that's why I'm not an impressionist. No, like no, Alice. no. I mean, sure. That guy's got 81 voices. Now, they're mostly cholo dads. Let's make that clear with Al Madrigal. But like various regions. 
and various cholo's dad from various regions sure you're not a southwestern cholo dad from albuquerque say mm-hmm. is going to have a very different voice than one from los angeles and certainly than one from uh the midwest yeah absolutely it's nuanced but oh more open vowels on the midwestern one sure um, in, in LA, you can really hear the hairnet. Yeah, <laughs> that's the you can really hear it. Um, he actually takes one of those combs that slides over your finger and uses it to modulate his voice oh, box okay. on his neck. Sure, I'm going to address that to the camera. He uses it to modulate the voice box on his Jesse, neck. Jesse, why are you looking at the camera? This isn't Modern Family. <laughs> Just pretend like it's not there. This isn't a faux documentary. It's not. Oh, how are we gonna? How are we gonna get rid of all the uh, painful exposition uh, without uh, incredibly labor-intensive to write dialogue? Well, find a way. I know it's gonna be tough. Oh, we should have a scientist come in and explain it to us. <laughs> hey, that sexy uh, Japanese astronaut lady from earlier. Yeah, she sounds hot. She does sound hot. And I heard she's kind of wasted. She's probably unusually busty for a Japanese woman, too. I've heard that. <laughs> Most likely. Um, also, our good friend... <laughs> gross. Big time Gene O'Neill is... Well, you know. Yeah. The, the whole thing's been pretty gross. Yeah. Jordan, I don't know why you're stopping now, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, I don't know. I stepped over a line for myself. And okay. I feel bad about it. Sorry. Well, you know. Shit happens, man. <laughs> this is live. This is unedited. Yeah. People are watching this at home. They're posting in the chat As opposed groups. to the heavily edited show we usually do, <laughs> yeah. where we retake all the stuff that gets too blue. To be fair, I do adjust the levels on okay. the show sure. ordinarily. Uh, this week, we're too live for me to adjust the levels. Mm. You're just going to have to live with it. <laughs> I address that to the camera, Jordan. I don't know. I think they want to... I think the audience wants this to be a voyeuristic experience i've got upwards of 10 days left in being a professional television host mm-hmm. and uh, so i'm going to use all the tricks of the trade like oh, addressing good. the camera reading a teleprompter throwing to commercial did you bring a teleprompter yeah i've been looking at it the whole time it's behind your head god why did you put it behind me i i don't know i'm looking out for number one sorry man Bring your own teleprompter. I can't be babysitting you this whole time. You can't Jesus bring Christ, two... you're a big boy. You can't bring Buy two... Buy a teleprompter. You can't bring two teleprompters? You want me to wipe your bottom for you, princess? Jesus Christ. Shut up. Just go down to prompters, prompters, teleprompters. <laughs> Is that spelled with a Z? The yeah, first prompters, one? teleprompters. Sure. Get yourself a prompter. I don't know. <laughs> I went... Write some stuff for you to say about space fucking. I went to the good guys and they didn't have any. Well, man. You go. Was it because the store was closed? Was it because the store had gone out of business? I don't know. I stood. I'm trying to remember what I did. I remember standing in front of a door and yelling at it. Yeah. Oh, you know where you need to go? The warehouse. <laughs> Thank you. If it's not at the good guys, it's definitely at the warehouse. Was that a region? Is that was that national? Can I make I a warehouse think, remark? Or is I that think California? that the warehouse is a national chain. I don't know. Tell us in the chat room. And uh, Teresa or Julia will yes. come in here with confirmation. Is anyone from the East Coast or Midwest listening? And did you ever go to the warehouse? And are they still there, I guess? I guess all the ones I know of have closed down. We should explain that that's spelled W-H-E-R-E house. Where? The warehouse. Um, hey, guess what we have? Mm. We have this Xbox. I'm, I'm practicing my hosting here. Yes, very good. Uh, one of the things that obviously that's since, not a that's not a that's not a first generation Xbox. This is an Xbox 360. People, elite uh, model. Yeah, this is the, this is the good stuff. You got 250 gigabytes in here. You got, of course, it comes with this headphone. I think. Yeah. These these lines it comes with. <laughs> uh, 
Got a picture of Netflix on the back. So this is great. I mean, this is pretty tremendous piece of equipment. Uh, we have a fan. Yes. Uh, who works in Redmond, Washington uh, at the Xbox Corporation. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was kind enough to share this with us for the pledge drive. We decided we're going to save it for the live show. This is what we're going to do. We've got a two-hour program. We're gonna, uh, we've got people already tweeting about their pledges and so forth with the hashtag MaxFundDrive. The best tweet with the hashtag MaxFundDrive over the next two hours is going to walk home with a brand new Xbox 360. Yes. Extreme box. Mm-hmm. This is one of the best boxes you can buy, my friend. Sure. I should explain. Can you fuck it? Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Only one way to find out. Xbox Connect. X- yeah, right? Um, we can fuck the air and it makes it look like you're fucking a balloon. And I want to be clear. This is real. This is a real yeah, Xbox. Yeah, no, that's real. It's hefty. We actually are going to send it to someone. It actually was given to us by someone at Xbox, and we really appreciate it. And we have six copies of the video game Gears of War. Mm. I don't know if you're familiar with this video. I game, am Jordan. very. I, I'm a fan of the franchise, Jesse. We're going to give those away throughout the program to some of our favorite tweets. So if you get a Gears of War, that doesn't exclude you from getting no. an Xbox. It'll go great with your new Xbox. When there's, I would say when there's a tweet tagged pound Max Fun Drive that we like, we're just going to say great. Have a Gears give of those, War. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be fantastic. This is going to be great, Jordan. Gears 3 is coming out soon. Yeah. So if you have not played, yeah. start here. Yeah, for one thing. Get Gears 2 at some point after you've finished one. Sure. Boom, by the time you're done with those, Gears 3 will be on store shelves and you'll be all caught up. We've also got uh, some momentous occasions coming up later on in the mm-hmm. program. I've got them on my miniature laptop here. Is that what that's called? Like, yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Miniature laptop. Miniature laptop. Um, we, of course, have the... You should have a tablet. That the, would make you look like like with it. A tablet? Yeah, a tablet. With CUNY form? Sure, yeah. A chiseled <laughs> tablet. A tablet that just has the uh, the tale of Gilgamesh on it? The Ma- epic of Gilgamesh? I, yeah, I mean, I, I, if you want to look modern, current... Right. With it. Zeitgeisty. You gotta have a you bear have, man. Yeah. Is there a bear man in Gilgamesh? I don't think so. No. You're thinking of uh, True Grit. Yeah. There's definitely a pig man in the Journey to the East. Yeah. And there's the with the Monkey King. The pig man hangs sure. out with the Monkey King in the Journey to the <laughs> East. Um, hey, We're listen. giving you more of what you tune in for. Space fuck jokes and uh, we're wondering about old creation myths. One of the most exciting parts about um, one of the most exciting parts about this year yeah. at maximumfun.org is that we brought some new folks into the Maximum Fun family. Uh, this is the McElroy brothers. They're the hosts of the My Brother, My Brother and Me podcast. I know Jordan, you've been listening to the podcast and you're a big fan. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, these guys, um, these guys share advice on important issues, uh, that are facing young people today. I mean, everything from, um, of course, sex. Sure. When to have it. Yeah. Um. Peepums. Peepums, nasty gum. Sure. Um, all, all kinds of stuff. Anyway, uh, they are now on the telephone. I'm looking over to confirm this from, uh, Julia Smith, our producer. And if I press a button, this should... Allow them to join us live on the air. All right, should be stalling when you push this button. Um, McElroy's? Oh, okay, good. Yeah. yeah. Hello. Hello, McElroy's. How are you, boys? 
Doing good. How are you doing, Jesse? I'm doing okay. It's you sound a little uh, underwater. E. Are are Julia, you underwater? Julia has to hang up your hang up her handset there. Okay, here we go. Now we sound Ooh, nice. Yeah. There, there we go. go. Ooh, nice to see. You. Nice to uh, see you guys here on the surface. <laughs> Real nice. As opposed to your underwater fortress. They're building. Uh, they're building an underwater submarine uh, like James Cameron. <laughs> oh, good. You're gonna make some. They figure it works. IMAX documentaries. It worked for Cameron because he got to investigate 3D technology. <laughs> mm-hmm. McElroy's now. Which Mac? We've got only got two McElroys here, right? Oh, no, you no, got the we... whole batch. All three McElroys. Oh yeah. Yes. Can we talk to Peepums? <laughs> a full house. A full house of funny. Jordan, what you we call it. You understand that Peepums isn't like an, a character that they do. It's not like Pee-wee Herman. It's not like saying to Paul Rubens, can yeah. we talk to Pee-wee? I would like to talk to Peepums, though. Is Peepums with us now? Is he here with us? Yeah. You put on a hat or something to, to symbolize your transformation into Peepums? You have to turn upstage, then back downstage right. with the hat on. Well, guys, welcome to the Jordan Jesse Go live stream. It is a joy to have you here joining us. We're happy to be it's here. It's a pleasure to be here. You oh, guys... God. Oh, man. I, I hope you like Overtalk because this is special of the day. <laughs> we already get pretty raw as far as crosstalk goes. This is going to get really raw, I think. Well, I'm Really so, natural. I'm so happy that you guys could be, be become part of MaximumFun.org. And I know that you guys had some fans who had some trepidation about joining, uh, signing up with a big national media brand like Maximum Fun. Well, there's an intimidation. We've been unironically referred to as sellouts a couple of times. Uh, and I don't know how to assuage those fears. <laughs> we should. But luckily, we have enough, We make enough now. We just had them killed. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh wow! I guess that's that's one of the privileges of selling out, being able to have your enemies murdered. Because that's what kind of money you guys are making off this operation, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, that's why we need so many donations, is to pay all of these contract killers. No. Because this shit ain't cheap. <laughs> we, right now we can only afford the really cruddy, sloppy contract killers. Uh, a bunch of clues. You guys are trying to get enough money to hire Jason Statham himself to do it personally. Right, exactly. Um, I should explain how MaximumFun.org works. So, essentially, we ask everyone out there to support Maximum Fun with donations at MaximumFun.org slash donate. And then that money is the money that we use to pay, well, for one thing, everyone that's here on the line right now to pay Jordan and to sure. pay the McElroys and to pay Julia, who was uh, kind enough to uh, accidentally leave her telephone uh, non-hung up so that uh, it's, everything sounded like it was happening deep undersea. Um, and uh, we've had a tremendous response from, uh, from your fans in the Maximum Fun Drive, guys. They've been really excited. I think they're they're they like you guys, and they've been getting into a lot of the the fine fine maximum fun programming. There's so much to enjoy. They're just entering this world where there's already stores and sort of like a Scrooge McDuck style vault of chuckles <laughs> that they're just leaping into and swimming around. Is that would you characterize it as Scrooge McDuck style? I w- well, the diving definitely is okay. I thought, and occasionally they they take the chuckles and spit them up into like a fountain of chuckles. <laughs> I thought what you guys were getting that getting at when you said that there's a lot of stories and that there's a Scrooge McDuck style vault. I thought you were you were going to make the analogy that there's a long and surprising continuity, not unlike the one that exists between uh, Ducktales and Darkwing Duck. 
the Duckiverse. The Dverse, yeah. Yeah. Wait, but that's not what you were getting at. It's just a, you know. Is the one where Baloo from the Jungle Book flies an old-timey airplane and has to fight against Sky Pirates, is that one part of the Duckiverse? Well, that uh, happened in the I'm 40s. Not, I'm not sure. Yeah, Tailspin. I'm almost I, certain Gizmo Duck made an appearance on one of those. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've always assumed that that was, uh, that was part of the Jungle Book canon. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, <I'm right>. mistaken. <laughs> it happens right. alongside. The, it, it happens roughly 30 years after Rudyard Kipling's time. Sure. Right. There's a, yeah, there's a scrap Disney <laughs> a- afternoon show starring Ricky Ticky Tavi. <laughs> <laughs> See, I always assumed Tailspin was a terrifying look into the future when animals become sentient and handle all of our transportation <laughs> and free needs. <laughs> it was out, terrifying. The events, of, uh, the events of Tailspin actually took place in a snow globe that Mowgli was holding the entire time. Sure. Uh, it actually happened in Autistic Mowgli's Dreams. <laughs> Yeah, he was he was malaria mad. He got bit by a mosquito. It happens all the time in the jungle. Anyway, we we know for a fact that there are probably people out there listening to this right now who have waited till the absolute last possible second to donate and support maximumfund.org. I don't know. Look, maybe you guys can speculate. I have no idea why these people would make a horrible mistake like that. I think that maybe they were just waiting to see what ridiculous shenanigans we got into uh, during the live show before they decided whether or not it was worth it to support us with money. We um, did explore the Duckiverse. Sure. Do you, I, let me true. ask you this. Do you think it's been worth I it so far? Like, what if I just said that right now I am tearing up a picture of the boat, Sinead O'Connor style? Like, <laughs> this is law. This is live. This is raw. Is that enough? <laughs> is that what you people need? And hey, and hey as I, I'll build on that. I'm watching Jurassic Park on mute. So, yeah, pretty crazy. Where, where are we I'm at in Jurassic right Park? I'm going door to door in Cincinnati, knocking on doors, asking people to donate money. Uh, you, it's easy to donate. MaximumFun.org slash donate. And not only is it easy to get on there and do it, not only are there donation levels that anyone can afford, but also uh, we have all kinds of awesome thank you gifts. Have you guys gotten any excited feedback yet about the thank you gifts? The number of people that have picked our tote bag is important. Sorry, Travis, go right ahead. I was just going to say how exciting our tote bag is, and everyone seems excited about the possibility of carrying things to and from places in our tote bag. Yeah, there is. There is a My Brother, My Brother, and Me tote bag. I've gotten a lot of people bragging to me that they're donating at the new uh, Judge Sean Hodgman's post-apocalyptic justice squad level. That's the $35... that comes with a tote bag, right? So you can put all of your, your yep. survival gear inside of a tote, which is really the ideal. <laughs> I guess maybe like a lead vest might be better, you know, for the, the, the nuclear fallout. All those real survivalists out there are really steamed right now because they realize they forgot to put a tote in their kit mm-hmm. in their fallout shelter, and they should have been donating to public radio and television this whole time. I don't know. I think your standard... Uh, you know, apocalypse survivor is uh, a very well-informed individual. I think they already listen to NPR. I think they got six or seven totes. Really? They, they've already got kicked around. Well, and the ones who don't can just hollow out a corpse. <laughs> so there's that. I mean, right? <laughs> well, McElroy's, thank you so much for joining us. If briefly, it was a pleasure to speak with you. Oh, it was thank pleasure. you for having us. Of course, you can find the uh, McElroy's hilarious program, My Brother, My Brother and Me, online at MaximumFun.org. And the next time we take a pledge break, Jordan, 
we're going to have a total, and I predict that we will have busted through the glass ceiling. All right, and now we can just fuck around Finally. for the rest of the two hours. Well, you know, we can fuck around and then try and get people to... Sure. Here's the thing. The thermometer that I drew, I did draw a thermometer because I know that fundraising should have a thermometer. Now, I drew it in a less than sophisticated graphics program, and I'm a less than yeah. talented artist. Did you a thermo boner, Jesse? Let's, let's <laughs> call it a thermo boner, a thermo boner here. Did you, did you draw it in Microsoft Boner? <laughs> <laughs> That's not a program I knew existed until now. <laughs> <laughs> um, a Microsoft Boner actually came with Microsoft Bob. Uh, it was an accessory with Microsoft Bob. Yeah. Does it have a little paperclip like, hey, that Boner needs a vein? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, my hope is that uh, the, the money that we raised and tonight. And then the paperclip just kind of gets mean about it. It's like, can you even get a Boner? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like wow, really? Yeah, What's geez. What's wrong with your flaccid member? <laughs> L- low blow, paperclip. Low blow. <laughs> Want to see mine? And then he just bends himself to where part of him is sticking out. Anyway, if you need any kind of advice or you just want to laugh at the failures of others, uh, my brother, my brother, and me is the place to get it online at maximumfun.org. And uh, maximumfun.org slash donate is the place to give, not in five minutes, but right now, because this is the end of days. This is it. If you... Oh, uh, you know, McElroy's... The metaphor going. McElroy's, you guys, you guys are... Let's give that boner some extends. <laughs> uh, McElroy's, you guys enjoy video games. Can you attest to the fact that our uh, Xbox 360 Elite is a good prize for people who are enthusiastic on Twitter? Yeah, I think I mean, it's absolutely. Okay, good. It's That's no what I was looking for. Vision. Yeah, right? Yeah, I sold the ColecoVision to buy this. And uh, <laughs> Jordan, for Jordan. And Jordan sold his Xbox. To buy a Sega Saturn. To buy a Sega Saturn. We're trying to put together a Gift of the Magi here, and we're really failing. <laughs> right. Well, I just wanted to... <laughs> A gift of the virginal magi. Right. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say a gift of the Panzer our, uh, Dragoon, because that's why I was bringing up Sega Saturn. When we were kids, to buy us a Nintendo, or Santa Claus wouldn't bring us a Nintendo, and we never understood why. It's because he, he told us that Santa Claus wanted to see that we were really dedicated. <laughs> to Nintendo? <laughs> Santa Claus yeah. was an early, uh, was, a, was jumped on the console wars bandwagon kind of early. <laughs> Yeah. Well, MaximumFun.org slash donate is the place to give. McElroy's, we salute you. I'm addressing the camera. Thank you very much, McElroy's. We'll talk to you another time soon. Thanks, Thank you, guys. Of course, the McElroy brothers, host of the great My Brother, My Brother and Me podcast. They, they dredge up some, uh, some Yahoo Answers mm-hmm. uh, questions that are truly stunning. Yeah. I was listening the other day, and they addressed the question that someone had posted on Yahoo Answers that was, I know that I'm a dragon, but I'm not sure how to harness my powers of transformation. That was the question. Sure. So it's like, who would know this? Who would know this? Yahoo Answers would know this. <laughs> right. Yep. Okay, um, I guess I'll stall here. Well, I've been... Okay, good, you're back. Uh, hey, do you want to bring the great Al Madrigal in here with us? Uh, I do want that. Hey, Al Madrigal, you're on! <laughs> here, comes, uh, here comes Al Madrigal. Hey, Al, how you doing, pal? How are you? It's great to have you. Thank you for bringing my dog Sissy in there oh, with you. Sissy hates 
Sissy wants Sissy wants to yeah. make an appearance on the show. Sissy uh, has has got her eye on me the entire time. How are you, a sissy? Uh, me and sissy are fine, but but it took a while. Yeah, sissy is a pretty suspicious dog. I'm uh, five cookies and uh, a piece of pizza crust into sissy right now, and she's still Nothing. didn't buy me anything. Do you think sissy? <laughs> do you think sissy might be racist because Coco is definitely racist against Latinos? Yeah. Well, There's I, no doubt about that. that. Shelter dog? Is that why? Because my dog hates Latinos as well, and I just assumed <laughs> that there's been some sort of And past. You, just go, you just go, hey, half Latino. Yeah, Don't look yeah. over here. <laughs> half Latino. Yeah, but it really doesn't discriminate when it comes to African Americans. Doesn't care for uh, anybody wearing a baseball hat. Oh, uh-huh. hates so, baseball hat. What kind of dog do you have, Al? I have a half Chihuahua, half Wiener dog named Henry Noodles. Oh, sounds like it's, a great dog. Yeah, he's a great little guy. My cat's uh, racist against uh, small balls of tin foil. That I drop on the ground. <laughs> yeah. She just hates those fucking things. Yeah, we are a little bit racist. Against Al, I'm gl- I am glad that we are in camera this week, and I will tell you why. It's because Al Madrigal has some truly majestic facial hair on this week's program. I uh, made a shaving error, and uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if you can see this, but uh, and you accidentally turned yourself down. into Contine Floss. Yes, I really did. I gave myself one of those uh, little caterpillar. Above the lip babies. I'm not sure what that's called. <laughs> it's called an above the lip baby. Yeah, above the lip baby. And uh, I had some uh, pilot auditions that actually suited uh, the mustache was perfect for. How so. is that possible? It's one of those new yeah. sitcoms about child molesters, right? Yeah. <laughs> is that, does it look that bad? Yeah, it's like an adult swim thing. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to, you see, I'm trying to grow it back in. But it was. Uh, right. no. How do you even grow that back in? I don't know. It's difficult because you're going to have a weird in-between yeah, phase. Yeah, I'm going to have a little mid-level thing. I think I'm going to take this down tonight. There's always some strategy involved. I'm going to uh, <laughs> shave it down a little bit. But then I'll have the beard, and I'll go with right. a little bit of an a Do you think, thing. what if you shave the whole thing, oh, the whole upper lip, you shave that off, no. and then go with the beard? No, no, can't do it. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> you know, well, I made a pilot season-related hair decision recently i got my post pilot season haircut yesterday wow yeah i usually have it long because i'm told that's more yeah it makes me more castable sure i was not cast in anything and so i got a haircut i'm still it's in the eighth inning and um well i have a i have a little bit of a deal i'm sort of locked up so that's taking Mm. a bit of the pressure off but um i have not had the best pilot season either yeah, so we're okay. My pilot season has been great. <laughs> I've been cast four times. What? I'm the lead in a new Law and Order. Wow. Uh, alongside... Those just don't go away. Sissy Spacek. She's good. Me and Sissy Spacek <laughs> are doing... What's your dynamic? CSI <laughs> yeah. Denver. What like is it? Sissy's like kind of uptight She's, and you're yeah, like you see ghosts. Uh, we fuck a lot. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the main thing. So it's like a, a sexual and... thing. Yeah, but it's you like don't get along. It's a sexual thing. Well, then when we're not fucking, not but I mean, the yeah. fucking is like a solid 40% of the show. That's right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you otherwise. And this is, she's an older woman, but she's quite beautiful. Sure. <laughs> Pretty in the face. She's yeah. in her, she's uh, in the midst of her sexual peak, I'm sure, too. Probably. So. Yeah. I don't care for pledge drives, guys. Uh, really? <laughs> I really don't. And I walked did in. Did you th- know that this was a pledge drive? Did I tell did you not, that this was a pledge drive show? You did not, uh, but I do follow you on Twitter. And okay, so, so you I'm knew what was going on. But didn't know I was, and then walked past your pregnant wife, opened, yeah. opened up the wallet. I'm yeah. officially on board. Excellent. No. Yeah, I'm not just a guest. So you paid you paid my wife just paid for wife. something. Yeah, for something. What did my wife do for the money? <laughs> just she's we're pregnant, doing it. Al. Yeah, she's pregnant. I wanted to buy a little formula. A little formula on me. 
Okay. <laughs> maybe some Fair enough. baby wipes. Al, if you had just come in here wearing your San Francisco Giants warm-up jacket, that would have been <laughs> enough for me. It's a battery jacket, I think. Is that what it's called? Is that uh, what that's called? Yeah, I think so. Does, um, does that mean you're the pitcher or the catcher? I have no idea. Uh, but I did pick it up at a great store. Or does that uh, mean that that's the jacket that was worn by the guys who threw batteries at me from the top of Valencia Gardens so. when I was six? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, probably. That's where that comes from. Probably. Um, because they did that, a lot of that at Candlestick in the bleachers. Um, there were some batteries being thrown. I wrote, you Man, I spent a lot of time... Maybe it's a day. You know how they'll have, like, foam finger day sure. or hot dog day. Don't they have, like, well, expired battery day? Yeah, and Kevin Katoka tells a joke they did at Coors Field, I believe, have the glass Coors glass bat. Uh, <laughs> just, Wait, yeah. what? They had a beer-filled uh, glass bat that I think people were wow. smashing. At. And a lot of those went on the field. A lot of the souvenir bats end up on the field. How can we um, in, how can we further endanger people? Let's fill yeah. this thing with beer. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Let's make it glass. What did you say? It's like a, uh, a, a domestic abuse starter kit. It was uh, yeah. It was hard. It was hard to get a handle on the original prototype, which was made out of barbed wire sure. and methamphetamine. Yeah. Sure. Um, and I'm excited about uh, excited about the Giants, and I know you're a big San Francisco wow. guy. So I couldn't I be more. To, uh, did you rock my Giants stuff? Al, there. you grew up in San Francisco. Did you did you go to a lot of baseball games at Candlestick Park? The, I did. The longtime home of the San Francisco Giants. Sure, sure. Rocking my police athletic gear, uh, <laughs> <laughs> athletic league uh, gear, and then um, would go for quite some time. It was just one of the most horrible stadiums in sports. Well, that was what. That's what Jordan. I mean, I don't know if you've if you if you've been to a major league baseball game before. Yes. Um, so where, where did you go to a Major League Baseball game? Uh, let's Los see. Angeles? I've been to a couple. Yeah, I've been to Dodger Stadium. I went to, I've not been to the new Angel Stadium, but I went to the old Angel Stadium. Well, Cholo, Cholo heavy. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, sure. Very... Cholo centric. Um, the, the experience at Candlestick Park, um, you probably got a little taste of it in the old Angel Stadium in that it was that classic bowl, <laughs> concrete bowl stadium. But what was so beautiful about Candlestick Park was that for a long time, just the fence was just a chain-link fence. The sure. outfield fence at Candlestick Park until, like, 1993 or four, when Peter McGowan bought the Giants, just a fucking cyclone fence. That was what they came up with. They're like, we need an outfield fence for this place. And they're just like, I don't know, get the fucking rent-a-fence guy to come sure. in and put something <laughs> they in. They came in, the rent-a-fence people came in, and um, they probably got paid off, just like the politicians who allowed a stadium to be built in the worst spot ever. Uh, where <laughs> a it's frozen a, wasteland. Frozen, uh, just cold air pouring in off the bay, and just had, there was no reason why a stadium should have been built in that. I think built in 1964. Yeah. Uh, were just, um, just concrete bowl that is probably the worst stadium in sports. What's amazing, what was a, one of the really wonderful things about it is it had an open outfield originally. But people got so cold that they're like, we have to close this in. Uh, And then it's better for football also. So they closed it in in like the late 60s. Um, And that just made it worse because it turned it into like a whirlpool generator of frozen ice wind. I just remember seeing a San Francisco baseball game on TV and there being something where if you hit a target, everybody got a free taco and there was a guy... In the water outside that's the stadium. That's the new place. That's okay. actually at AT and T, right? Uh, yeah. That's at the new spot, which is luxurious, and um, and I can't afford to go there. No, and there's actual uh, vendors like uh, Gordon Biersch has uh, oh. a lot of these stands or uh, Gordon Biersch. Of course, stands you can get yourself some Orlando Cepeda uh, mm-hmm. tropical 
fruit bowl or something. Sure, there's a fruit bowl involved. The old candlestick is just hot dog is probably different lengths of hot dog is all you could really get. <laughs> just the the uh, the the bleachers at the old candlestick park, just like the temporary bleachers like you would have at a high school football game. And a lot of fights. Just uh, so many fights, so belligerent. Sure, and that's what you really get there now. I just went to a, a game, a Raider game, the Raiders versus the San Francisco 49ers in candlestick. And it was like watching a sporting event in a penal colony. <laughs> um, it was just... You uh, thought some sort of death race might break yeah, out. exactly. I really like maybe they, they would jump into yeah. heavily armored cars. It, we, if <laughs> there were gonna, uh, was a place that that would actually happen with death... Is there death race 2? They did it too. Uh, well, I, it's funny you should mention that, Al. I just recently saw Death Race 2, directed DVD. Sure. Uh, and it's actually a prequel to the Death Race remake. Ian McShane... Didn't he did it. not know. Uh, actually, Danny, not... Danny Trejo replaces Ian McShane. He's kind of in that Ian McShane role. Anyway. Sure. They just, they're just going down the list of terrifying character yeah, actors. Yeah, yeah. yeah ter- really <laughs> with want... like legitimate scars that they got before they were actors. Uh, Danny Trejo is somebody I do follow on Twitter. And, How does um, he do? He does. He's very funny, I think. Uh, it's very scary. It's him with shirt off tattoos in this picture. And um, I think he has a significant amount of followers. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's out there. But I want to cast him. I'm trying to write a movie based on one of my bits of the Cholo Soccer Dad. Had somebody um, say, we want to make the Cholo Soccer Dad movie. That's fantastic. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, uh, that's perfect. Can yeah. I start watching it now? Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, awesome. Yeah, it's a coach uh, from the east side, uh, and he's a maintenance man, and he sees all this west side competition going on. I'm watching a lot of Mighty Ducks, too. Uh-huh, oh, nice sure. to prepare for this. Why but, wouldn't uh, you? Yeah. I I ran into Danny Trejo. My experience with Danny Trejo was at wow. the, the junket for Death Race 2. I do press junketing sure. as my job. Um, and he did not care what I was there to say. He just knew he wanted to slip in something about it being important for kids to learn to read. And he really shoehorned that in, and I thought it was fantastic. I'm like, you know what? Fucking good for you. Like, he has this literacy thing that he just wanted to hit. Because he doesn't And he hit how. it. Because he doesn't know how to read. Really? I, I, I don't know. We Twitters. R. Kelly doesn't know how to read. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really? Did you know that? Yeah. Oh, no. I had no I idea. I read that in Vibe magazine once. Oh, awesome. Mm. He's functionally illiterate. Huh. Yeah, Knows can't how, read. Knows how to pee on people. Sure. That's it. <laughs> there's, there's some good R. Kelly material. <laughs> yeah. Professional comedian Al Madrigal here with us. That's right. Um, I have a question about badass actors. Yeah. Charles S. Dutton, mm-hmm. perhaps best known for his work in uh, the plays of August Wilson. Or for being Rock on the sure. television show Rock, yeah, killed a man. Did you know before that before or after all, Rock? <laughs> during during Rock during Live, the show. Yeah, it's a catering guy. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't um, that show live? Wasn't it called Rock for Live? For a while, they it was did live. One live. Oh, okay. They did a bunch of them live. I'm not sure, but I, I feel recall. like maybe they even did a whole season live. Wow. Either way, it didn't work. Yeah, it did <laughs> yeah, not work not for good. Rock. <laughs> Next, can we talk about Drexel's class? Yeah, um, now that we're talking about. But my my question is, do you think that Charles S. Dutton is more or less castable because he it feels bad about killing someone and like atoned for it and went to jail and everything? Well, when you have that to pull from, I mean, just as an yeah. actor, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. But I mean, but I mean, let's say he had killed someone. When did he somehow kill this guy? gotten away with it? Yeah. At what he point? killed this as like a teenager. Sure. Who it's been a long while since I've read the sto- the life story of Charles S. Dutton, but as I remember, he did it like as a teenager, like as a 17, 18-year-old. He killed someone, 
Uh, it was he got convicted of like second degree murder or something like that. Went to jail for like 15 years. Went in jail, discovered acting. And when he got out, he got into the Yale School of Drama. At the Yale School of Drama, he started doing the August Wilson plays. And then, of course, from that, Rock, rock. Live. Yeah, Rock Live. He owes everything to <clears throat> killing a guy. I yeah, know, right? that's the thing. Yeah, but, I mean, if he, if he was unrepentant, do you think that would make him more castable? Because he seems like a sweet guy, despite his... Uh, you believe from his physicality that he could murder someone, but he does seem like a nice guy. He seems like a wonderful person. Yeah, I'd see... Um, I think he is if he did the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why wouldn't we, let's put him in everything. I mean, he's fantastic. <laughs> well, I mean, what about this? I mean, do you think that, that being able to murder is something... Like, that murdering potential is not something that everybody has, and maybe it's just latent. Do you think maybe, you know, he's murdered before, and then, you know, you're on the set, something goes wrong with craft service, yeah. there's a trailer issue, boom. Let me ask you this. I want people to know I've, I've murdered. Um, I have it, but I choked a guy once um, that was a heckler. You choked a heckler? I choked a heckler. What were the circumstances well, of this, I was Al? with um, uh, Doug Benson. We were on... It was uh, Charles S. Dutton. <laughs> Charles S. Dutton. <laughs> he was mouthing off. Yeah, yeah. you won't shut up. About, oh, I murdered a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to do my set. Then I went to the Yale School yeah. of Drama, and then I got famous for being in Fences. Yeah. So... Um, a guy wouldn't be quiet, and I warned him. We were in Detroit. It was me, Doug, and a very funny comic named Jay Phillips, and uh, he would not uh, be quiet. I just actually, um, for the, the first time, told this story uh, with Doug uh, because he brought it up. I tried to block it out and forgot about the whole thing. But um, the guy, I warned the guy not to heckle, not to talk. Uh-huh. And then he gave me one of these, just do your act. Just do your act. While I talk? Was like that a the, sort of... Was that yeah, the idea? Like, I, talk, I will be talking, ahead, you talk. do your act. Like yeah. a yeah. sort of let them eat cake, yeah. but from a guy who's talking during your right act. Right in the front row. And so I, like, uh, let him tell jokes. Yes, yes. Can you please. describe this guy to us? He was not... Um, in Physically, I think... It, let's say... give. I, Are you familiar with Alfred E. Newman? <laughs> yeah. I am. No, it, it, about 5'8", uh, in that range. Not terribly... Too, but... A little bit, I definitely could take him. He had no business mouthing off sure. to me. And um, I mean, and, now with your raw, raw power, <laughs> I mean, you've got a, you've got a sexual, I've leonine energy. Never been in a fight in my entire life. I really have. I'm the nicest guy you yeah. will ever talk to. And uh, I, but uh, really inside, something evil lurks. Uh, <laughs> half Mexican, half Sicilian, uh, just really do get uh, very angry at times. Uh, sure. So. Um, then this guy gives me one of these, can't take it. I flip out. I said, I told you I'm going to kick your ass. I finished up, did, uh, about three or five, three to five minutes to close properly. So you brought it back around before you. Yeah. I decided. This was a post show choking. Did you choke him while Doug was on stage? Yes. While Doug was on stage, Doug saw me drag the guy into the pool (laughs) hall next door. (laughs) So you brought him next door too. Brought him next door. You don't want to disturb Doug. I'm very courteous when it comes to other people's uh, performances and stage time. And now, so, so this doesn't seem like something you know where you know. You were telling him to stop, and then it just got more heated, and then you were in his face, and then next thing you know, but it seems like you had you were planning on choking this oh, guy. Oh, I was on stage, and I warned him. I said, if you say anything else and keep it up, I'm going to uh, choke you. I'm going to kick your ass. 
And then he gave me one of these. You to didn't just do your act. You didn't specifically say choke, though. No, I said, I'm going to kick your ass. Okay. Because you choked him, so you didn't technically warn him that you were going to choke him. No. It was just, that's how I go about kicking somebody's ass. That's uh, choking. I start with a choke. Right. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> go straight go for straight. that throat. Yeah. Throat, little choke out. Yeah. And then I would have proceeded with the uh, pool hall ass kicking. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's like something it, something involving hitting somebody with a cue stick. Yeah, exactly. Two, two, two balls on, uh, one yeah. ball on each side of the head. A real roadhouse oh. situation. Sure. Exactly. Or Steven Seagal, when he has to go down, uh, sure. which, which one is that, Hard to Kill? Mm, and, don't know. All right. Hunt for Red October. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then being, Drexel's guys, class. guys had to pull me off. I just, um, I, I live, you know, and you're going to be moving there soon, but you're just surrounded by badasses constantly. So yeah. I know when I can threaten You know someone. who you can and can't take. Yeah. I, I almost got yeah, into every, it in my son's basketball game the other day, and I, was, well, I watched, had to, uh, settled down a little bit. You had bit. to step back. Yeah, I did take a step back. Every, every incident in my childhood, um, I think since I've been six foot three, People haven't bothered me, but there was definitely a period of time in between when I was old enough to be bothered, which is to say like nine-ish. Nobody's going to pick on a six-year-old. Uh, but when I was like nine or ten, and when I was like 13 or 14, when I was big enough that people would just leave me be, uh, every incident that I got into, I just capitulated fully. Just 100, 1,000% capitulation, whatever you, whatever you need doesn't matter if I'm standing immediately outside the 24th and Mission BART station and there's 100 people around. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, no, here you go. Now, that was aided, I should point out, by the fact that I typically did not have more than $2 being an 11-year-old. Well, that's, yeah, that's, it makes it easy. Uh, when I wasn't going to talk back to anybody. But now if somebody comes for your wedding ring or... sure. Now you've got to think about uh, the if if if, baby. That's, if I'm if I want to get a divorce, I got a baby on the way. Get a baby on the way. Yeah, that's what happens if somebody takes your wedding ring. Am I mistaken in thinking that? Automatic divorce. Right. Yeah. Isn't that right? Immediately. Or does your wife die? No, it's not like you yeah. step on a Jesse. That's crazy. You just get a divorce. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Sorry. Wait, oh, look, Al. Yeah. Can I? Uh, do, do you have time for another question about the choking? Sure. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I, I, here's the thing. I'm sorry. I'm I'm fascinated with the choking. Sure. Um, by, by the way, I just uh, Jordan's really o- into choking. This is the we only guy that. Yeah. that I've ever really choked, um, and um, I did fairly warn him. I said, "Please stop. You know, you got to stop." Yeah. Man. Or, I mean, so it's like you. So you've had I a you've had a reasonably long comedy career, and you've probably been heckled before. What was it about this heckling to where you said, "I'm going to dragon choke"? There's the circumstances in Detroit where Doug stayed on stage for one minute. <laughs> oh wow. I lasted the full 25. Uh, and so um, we were supposed to, uh, Jay Phillips did about 20. I did 25. And then, oh, here comes the dog that likes me. Uh, and um, then Doug was supposed to close out and do about a half hour. And he stayed on stage for one minute saying to everyone, if you do not, uh, if you want somebody yells out one more time, I'm out of here. It was just that type of crowd where people were yelling out, and it was a very d- difficult set. He just the the issue for Doug was he had this one great joke about 
Pistons legend Bill Lambeer that he knew would only work in Detroit. So he's like, let me just do that joke, and shut then we'll that, shut this yeah, thing down. Shut this but I've been, you know, I'd be going, going to the comedy store uh, for quite some time, where it's like doing comedy with ankle weights on. Uh-huh. And it's a very <laughs> difficult. I performed in front of a large group of Russian mobsters. I am every challenge. It's the highest level of video game stand-up comedy challenge that you could put yourself. It's experts only. And it really is a difficult situation after difficult situation. Russian mobsters, large group of African-American people that came into the wrong room. (laughs) (laughs) They thought they were there for a yelling contest. Yeah, exactly. Just tourists everywhere. I mean, just nonstop bachelorette parties and just nonstop challenge. We actually did that at Max FunCon. When uh, we did Maria Bamford night, we did the class. Um, right. So uh, at Max Funcon, you guys did kind of an all-levels comedy open mic session where people who had just started to do comedy or anyone who had done comedy before could come with new material and practice getting on stage. And we put them through these, like, 14 trials of heckling. And so mm. we went through in every uh, possible situation. We all huddled up, and Maria said, okay, bachelorette party. <laughs> and then we got four girls from the audience together during one of their sets and they <laughs> formed a bachelorette party and a lot of hoodling and hollering. And then um, a loud waitress. And then we went through just every potential situation where somebody could be disturbing. So that was happening. I, I felt like I was, um, I was ready for it uh, and I was able to do my full 25 minutes. But I did warn this guy. Yeah. You, you talk. Dude, I've, I said I've been up here for 20 minutes listening to you talk nonstop and you're just fucking killing me. You've got to be quiet or I'm going to kick your ass. And then he gave me one of these mm-hmm. and kept talking. Huh. And so he was fairly warned, and I had been pushed. And I said, there you go. You just got your ass kicked. And, uh, I'm going to finish up now. And so I told wow. him the last five minutes <laughs> and then walked and proceeded to. Did the Doug guy keep it. talking after you said, I'm going to finish up now? Yeah. It was worse. So I just, uh, my mind was made yeah. up. And I can't, I'm not going to threaten somebody and just not fall through either. Yeah. I mean, speaking of parts of your act that could be turned into movies, I would like to see that as a movie with Steven Seagal as you and Danny Trejo as the heckler. (laughs) That'd be awesome. And they just hit each other with pool cues. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, I have some tweets here. Uh, Teresa, who is monitoring the tweets in the other room, uh, we have from the Freister... And we can give away, I say we give away two or three uh, uh, video games to our favorites among these. The Freister says, how much do I have to donate to make Griffin McElroy my best friend? Not much. The man doesn't have any friends right now. That's cute. Um, that's not true. He's tons of got fucking tons of Why friends. Why wouldn't he? Guy with that kind of that kind of insights. Okay. Uh, Zenak says Jordan Morris. I love those curls, whether shorter or longer. And then she has hashtagged it both Max Fun Drive and Girly Tweet. No, okay. Yeah. I kind of like that that's one, right? Cute. That's I like cute. somebody that's I like somebody that's taken into account our vanity. Yeah. Um, and loneliness. Roystis says, I upped my donation. Up yours. What? Nope. What is that? <laughs> no. Sure. That's a positive. Uh, yeah, that works. That's very positive. I think he's talking to people who have not upped their donation. I don't think yeah. he's talking to you, Jesse. Why is he telling me you know, up mine? No, he's not. No, he's he's not. Why up. is it? What does he want me to put up my ass? No, no, nothing. I'll uh, put it up there. Up your donation. Every I'm ready month. to go. <sighs> Sounds like you're just looking for an excuse to shove something up your ass and think sure. it's okay. Ann Urge says, Max Fun Drive idea. Donate every time somebody says boner on the live Jordan Jesse Go. Mm. Problem solved. Boner, boner, boner. I feel like boner. that's where the video game, right? Sure. It's pointing out our propensity to talk about boners. 
We mostly just talk about boners. I mean, it's weird that we just did 20 minutes on that story without bringing up any boner stuff. Well, it's hard to get a boner in Candlestick Park, and if Cholo sees you get a boner. <laughs> sure. Not good. He takes you to a Morrissey hey, concert. you got a boner, bro? <laughs> hey, bro. You haven't done any of my 81 voices uh, this yeah, entire time. I've right? just been Alan Alding it with, uh, that's what I'm getting a lot of. Is Wait, is that what Alan you, Alda. not doing voices is what you call Alan Alda <laughs> Yeah, I just sound, every time I do a podcast, um, which is a lot. Sure. Very popular. Well, I mean, you got a new compact disc out. You got to right, make you know the what? rounds. I'm taking that back. You're taking back the CD you put out? I'm not. I don't like it at all. I just had to re-listen to it. I have a heckler in the CD. That's another thing is I just left it in. Thinking like this will be, it's like a, a nice real... life. This is what it's like, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's no. Slice of life sucks. Yeah. Anyway, so I have this guy ooing and awing. It's a positive heck. So people shouldn't buy your CD. I, uh, you know what I'm going to do for my the your listeners and say I'm going to go home. Yeah. And I'm going to cut it down because there are some good tracks on there. Cholo Soccer Dad, my sure. day laborer bent. I really sure. enjoy. Yeah. And everybody uh, likes that. Yeah, it's a good one. And they're going to let me do the whole thing on Conan coming up. Uh, the so, whole CD. No, not the whole CD, the actual You're just going to have Conan say, ladies and gentlemen, Al Madrigal. The entire program. Yeah. No, the, um, the whole the, day It's weird. Event. At the end, you're going to have to interview Leighton Meester. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a six-minute joke. So they're going to let me do the entire joke Excellent. from beginning to end, uh, which is, is rarely done. I'm not sure you know if you watch a lot of late-night stand-up comedy. but uh, Usually you got to... Keep it, keep it punched up, you know, shorter bits. Uh, Men and women, blacks and whites, what about this Bill Clinton? You know, he, he gets it. Arsenio get it. Hall. Yeah, sure. Woo, 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 woo. woo. So, that's it. Dude, donate for that. Well, the synchronized whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, Worth it. Okay, so here's the deal. Uh, my friend Teresa Thorne, a uh, close personal friend of mine, Close personal um, wife. I've I've gotten to know her a lot since we uh, moved in together, started sharing a bed and making love. Um, has handed me a sheet with the current number of donors on it. Hmm. Now I will remind you again: our goal for this pledge drive was eleven hundred and ninety donors. No, our goal for this pledge drive was twelve hundred donors. <laughs> we had eleven hundred and ninety at last count, right before we went on the air. Our goal for this show was to bust through that wiener tip on the thermo boner. Sure. Jordan, can you tell me what that says? It's a 1230. 1,230 donors. Congratulations, guys. Keep those pledges coming. We are amazing. We're closing this thing out with a bang. How many do you think we can make it to by the end of this program? (laughs) 9,000. 9,000? That's fair. Sure. That's a pretty good I, guess. I think it's really, it's unrealistic. Do well, you really think that's I don't. Yeah. So, I think. I mean, we've got, it's only. Realistic. Sorry, Al. I'm going to follow my dreams. <laughs> I don't care what you say. I'd like to get, this is what I'd like to do. Yeah. I'd like mm. to see us at 1,500, and I don't think it's unreasonable that we get to 1,500. We got an hour. We got an hour. Sure. We got probably two, 300 people listening to this Gene's right now. Gonna, Gene's going to come in. He's going to tell a story about his dad. Oh, man. Yeah. Gene's going to knock it out of the park. We Not gotta, that you didn't know. Al, you're continuing to knock it out of the park I'd right like now. I'd like to, I mean, maybe we could talk about my waterfall thing today. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. I too. do want to talk about this. So, Al, I, ta- I was talking to you before we went on the air, and I said, what have you been up to? And you said, I went on a cholo hike today. 
went out, um, and this is the third time I've been, and uh, just unbelievable just the amount of cholos and gangsters on this hike. Now, this is not a typical... I mean, if you said to me, I went to... Uh, I went on a hike through Universal City Walk, the Cholos theme park everywhere. mall. To go to the popcorn store. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then I would have said, yeah, sure. Or Lids. They have a good Lids yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. I went to a Dodger stuff store. Yeah. There's also a store that just sells Dodgers merch. Sure, and Raiders. There's a Raiders store there. Oh, no. Uh, but um, we went out to Eaton Canyon. If you take the 134 freeway and you go off, um, it's, I believe on, you're on the 210. You take Altadena Drive. You this drive is from any up. municipality. Just start on the 210. Start on the 210. Doesn't matter if you're in Connecticut. Just get on the 210. Get the 210. If you're in the Los Angeles area, just out past Pasadena is a community up in a, nestled in a hillside called Altadena. Altadena. Right above the Rose Bowl, just uh, a little bit northeast of the Rose Bowl. This is and like, so, Pasadena is like, a, is like a slightly fancy small town slash suburb. Now, that's the reputation that it has, and there are a lot of wealthy uh, people in Pasadena, but there's also a lot of gangs, and there's a lot of bad neighborhoods. A- as, hmm. you, as you move eastward, things get more and more working class. Sure. And then there are some, you know, mixed in with nicer communities. Anyway, there's a, a lot of cholos in Pasadena that are taking this hike. So we drive like up. the Rose Bowl flea market. <laughs> you do that first. It's yeah. a whole day for them. Yeah. <laughs> and, sure, uh, do some antiquing. <laughs> I love distressed funeral furniture, bro. I can't get enough of it. <laughs> hey, man, I'm more into I'm more I'm more into industrial these days, man. I can't get enough, bro. So if it uh, looks like it was in a warehouse, it's for me. Yeah, exactly. Keep I'm, it masculine for my loft. Do I get everything from my whole place here, bro? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beautiful French colonial, bro. Shabby chic, man. So I um. We go up there, and we take the kids now. Because of our recent rains that we've had in Southern California, a lot of water. Sure. And, uh, but I actually just put up some, um, I think I was uh, uh, putting up on um, Twitter my picks. Twitter. I, I, I tweeted these pictures You're just at Al recently. Madrigal. Al Madrigal, at Al Madrigal. And uh, I just put some pictures up. But cholo heavy today. Just, I mean, a ridiculous amount now, of can gangsters. I, can, I, can I cut in? This is something I've seen as, the, as an occasional hiker. Um, there is a there. I always see a a, a cholo group while hiking. Uh, they they don't seem to be dressed differently for hikes than than they are for for you know <laughs> no. walking around. They're not going uh, to REI. There's no no uh, Patagonia on yeah. there. No, De- denim shorts, Adidas, uh, like button up wool shirt. I would not be that surprised to see a cholo hiker wearing like basketball shorts. Tube socks and Adidas flip flops. A lot of that today. Yeah. I think I, again, I have some of these photos, but um, it's just the outfits don't change. A lot of wife beaters. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's standard. But with the flannel shirt tucked into the back. Like we went. Right. Sure. Yeah, yeah. We were going to try to pull off the flannel, but I, I got too misty, bro. <laughs> uh, and, uh, so water bottles, and then they tagged up the whole thing. That's another thing. Is they uh, were just pe- were were they tagging or piecing? They're just tagging. They're just tagging. throwing up some. Yeah, yeah, just a lot of lot of tagging on rocks right by the waterfall too. That's um, something that I I that is always perplexing to me when you see a tag on a nature thing. It's ridiculous. I just it's uh, baffling. I was really trying to get into the mindset. It's like I want somebody to look at this waterfall, bro, and be like, "Oh, that's a beautiful waterfall." But I also want them to know that Chucho was here. <laughs> 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 
Anything with a cholo in it, you take any cholo out of his element, and it's going to be funnier. It's sort of like putting the American flag up on the surface of the moon. Yeah, that's it. they're doing the same thing. And there are similar legal ramifications, a lot of legal ramifications <laughs> oh, sure. there. There was discussion of putting up tiny flags of every country there. A lot of talk, and the cholos go through the same thing, because you've got to address, is this Sureño Norteño territory? Sure. Uh, are the we East Side Locos claim this? Whatever. Sure, MS Thirteen, a... world's most dangerous gang. Sure, I saw the National Geographic on the MS Thirteen. Mm. Absolutely, it's a terrifying. Right. We have some friends who were just assigned to uh, uh, consular work. Uh, they just they just were entered into the Foreign Service. They're in their training right now. They just got their uh, assignment. Uh, they were assigned to Juarez. Juarez, Mexico. Worst assignment. It is literally the worst assignment in the world. Because in places where there are actual wars going on, they pull the consular employees out. So, like, if, if you're in, you know, there, there aren't consular employees in the midst of the war in the Sudan or whatever. You know, there aren't consular employees running around Darfur. But uh, if there, you can't just pull the consular employees out of Mexico. That's the country next to us. Sure, but uh, you, certainly you can abandon some towns where there's beheadings on a daily <laughs> there's basis. There's regular beheadings. <laughs> regular beheadings. Where, there, where, where uh, a normal thing is to see someone's head on a stick. Yeah. A head on a stick is not a good look nope. for a consular employee. But what, from what I understand, if you go to Juarez, like the, uh, the second assignment, you have to go somewhere for two years, the second assignment for the people who are leaving Juarez this year... The core of the earth. London... Paris and Budapest. That's how you, you got to do your Juarez time. Oh yeah, and then sure. You get then you get all the, the stuff. Once yeah. you do Juarez, then it's all Paris from there on out. Yeah, Gay so Paris. You survive this two years. Yeah. Boom. Berlin. Let's yeah, go. Right there. Yeah. Well, Al, it has been a joy to have you here with us. It's uh, always great to come back, you guys. And I'm sorry I didn't get to flex my voice talent as much as I did last time. No, we heard two different cholos. Two d- mm. That antiquing one Al, and then the tagging we, one. Can we talk to Snagglepuss for a moment? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I believe you can. <laughs> right there. Boom. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just so and you that. even knew we were talking about gay snagglepuss, yeah. even though we didn't explicitly say it. Gay African-American snagglepuss. Yes. I believe you can talk to snagglepuss. <laughs> there it is. Nice. Laying it down. Well, Al, thank you so much. The great <laughs> Al Madrigal. Thank you. Al, your new compact disc? is going to come out soon. Are you actually pulling it back? I'm I'm really going to pull it back. I ordered a bunch. It's called Cholos on a Moped. Mm. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go home. (laughs) I'm just going to completely discount it. If somebody wants to buy it for three bucks, just get at Al Madrigal on Twitter, right? At Al Madrigal on Twitter. Three bucks. Let's do this. Three bucks. You got to come over to Al's house and pick it up. He's not going to pay the postage on that. No, you know what? I'll just, you can download it off almadrigal.com and um, I will lower the price down to $3. Let's just make it happen. Making it happen. That's what we're doing. Al, thank you very much. All right. And uh, get your friends to sign up. This is when you send out an email to a buddy and say, you yeah. should be listening to this. Maximumfund.org slash donate. They need $10. Send out your, hmm. send out your, uh, send out your tweets and whatnot. Thank you very much. Thanks Al. for having me. Bye, Yes. All right. How are you feeling, Jordan? Great. Now that we're, Now that we're, uh, what, are we, what are we looking at, an hour in? Mm-hmm. I'm fading. Yeah. I haven't got a lot of gas left in the yeah, tank, Jordan. Yeah, time for the C performance. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, luckily, we have a breath of fresh air about mm-hmm. to join us oh, on the good. program. 
uh, a beautiful woman who I love very much, a woman known the world over for her intelligence, her grace, sure. uh, her good looks, um, for growing my child inside of her, uh, my beautiful wife, Teresa. Teresa, welcome, welcome to the program. Yes. Hi, guys. Hi, Teresa. It does Hi. not get any better than my wife, Teresa. Teresa, of course, is the development director for MaximumFun.org, so she knows what the deal is. She knows what's going on. She's been running the whole Max Fun Drive. She's been working morning, noon, and night. Anytime she wasn't having someone squirt a weird gel onto her belly and then push on it with a weird ultrasound wand, she was in here working on the Max Fun Drive. That's true. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know that it would upset you if I said weird gel on your belly. It's all right. It surprised me. It didn't really upset me. Okay, good. It does come from, you know how like at the barber... There's there's like a thing that the Barbasol sits in or whatever <laughs> sure. that like warms it up and then they they spray that on mm-hmm. you. It did yep. seem to come from a weird gel warmer in yeah. the, in the hospital. Yeah, it was and it was hot. It was hot. Yeah, the gel was hot. hot actually gel. hot. Yeah, hot and gel. it was so hot when they first put it on. I actually said something about it because I wanted to make sure yeah. that like. There, I wasn't having a weird reaction to it or something, and it was gonna like burn me or something. You did, hey, hot gel. Yeah, hot I gel was like, there. I was like, oh, this is this is warm, and they were like, oh yeah, we use warm gel in here. How much do you think it costs Kaiser, our friends at Kaiser Permanente, to buy a gel warmer? I say that a gel warmer is a three hundred dollar device. I think the gel is like that special uh, KY. Uh, do you think self-heating it's warming gel? Yeah, that's what I think. Warming lube? Yeah. Sure. What if they just ran for, out of the gel? And they're for just mutual like, Fuck pleasure. It. Yeah. For yeah. your pleasure, for the ultrasound machine's <laughs> yeah. pleasure. They're like, I don't know. Some of them, some of them have warming lube. A couple of them got icy hot. <laughs> yeah. This one's got tiger balm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This one's just got grape jelly. <laughs> <laughs> um, how? So we gave away a couple of uh, while while you were gone. We gave away a couple of copies of Gears of War. I don't remember. Oh, good. What do we have, six? Yeah, we have six to give away. Okay, so we gave away two. We gave one to Zenak and one to Ann Urge. Cool. Uh, Here, why don't you give those to me? Okay, I'm going to give those to you. Those people should email uh, Teresa at MaximumFun.org, T-H-E-R-E-S-A, and claim your prizes. Send your address and everything. Yes. Um, uh, I have an answer on the door. Oh, good, good. Okay, so uh, Elliot Hochberg, who's running our video from IndieHD.com, who's putting his thumb Mm -hmm. in, He's continuing his classic tradition of speaking up when he shouldn't and trying to talk on a live show when he's off microphone. How much does, how much does uh, an ultrasound gel warming device cost? According to this, $232.94. $232.94. So yeah. I really did a pretty good job. You did. I'm, I'm going to give myself a pat on the back. Hmm. Second grade style. Very impressive. Um, so where are, we sit, where are we at in terms of uh, donors right now? Oh, well, I gave you the most recent update. So that was 12.30. Yeah, 12.30. 12.30 is the most recent update. Yep. So we're looking pretty good. We're looking great. We're People really, out there are co- come stepping up I'm to the plate. So Yeah, I'm so... I think we're all overjoyed. Totally, like, surprised and happy. And people have really gone out of their way to show their support and tweet about their support. And we've also had a lot of current donors increasing their donation which is awesome, and we you know we don't count that in our number. Or we don't count that in our goal, but it's so helpful and hugely important and hugely appreciated. And, and apparently, it, they're doing it with the stipulation that Jesse shoved things up his butt. 
Yeah, yeah. That's, if you knew well, that. No, I Teresa. did know that. Okay. That's that's part of it. So Jesse will be. I hope that that's. No, I'm pretty much down for whatever. Okay. Live. No, it's cool. Butt shoving later on in the show. I'm not going to do it live on the show, Jordan. Isn't that part of the deal, Teresa? Don't they want to see it? This isn't some sick cam act. <laughs> no, you're right. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking to the camera, you guys. But we can also see, like, you know that that I'm addressing that the there's camera, not Jordan. some sort of funnel to the camera that we can't Jordan, see. Jordan, can you, hold on, I gotta address the camera. We can see it. Uh, you said, I'll do it, I'll put it up my butt, and now you're making a motion. Yeah, I can see it. It's not working like you think it is. What? It's not working like you no, think it is. No, I'm doing it, is. it to the, for the camera, oh, for the folks at home, Jordan. Okay. So far, I think this pledge break has probably been really successful in <laughs> yeah. getting us a lot, of more, a lot of new pledges. Yeah, so, okay, so here's, here's the moral of the story. People across the world have been supporting MaximumFun.org the past two weeks. And I personally, you know, I've been hectoring everyone in every possible way that I can. And I want to thank all those people who came through for us. Came through not just for me and for Teresa, but also for Jordan and Julia and Nick White and the My Brother, My Brother and Me guys. Uh, everybody except Hodgman. <laughs> Hodgman's not taking any money from this operation. Everybody except Hodgman has, re- has really benefited from this. And there's going to be, I mean, stuff that we couldn't do without your support. And the pledges keep coming in, and we encourage you to keep bringing them in at MaximumFun.org slash donate. Yeah, the more we make, the more cool things we can do. You know, if, so. we, if we didn't have a little bit of, uh, if we didn't have a little bit of wiggle room in the budget, I couldn't have hired Julia out of my pocket full-time the last couple months to try what it would be like if Julia was working full-time. I couldn't have brought my brother, my brother, and me online. Um, you know, I mean, we, when we bring in a new show... I want to show them that they can get some money from being part of this even before we bring in any extra pledges because they're part of it. So, you know, we've been sending them money, and that comes from that, that, comes from that, that budget that you give us so that we can grow this operation, essentially. Definitely, definitely. And I think, you know, when we, when we did decide to bring Julia on full-time, at least temporarily, it was exciting, but it was a little bit scary because we were a little bit worried that we wouldn't be able to keep, keep <laughs> keep her on at that uh, at that level but you know the max fun listeners have really come through for us and that's so amazing and so wonderful i kind of took i kind of took a step off of the cliff and i should point out that if you hear any growling sounds that's our dogs in an elaborate wrestling match going on an inch from the microphones (laughs) um but it's pretty cute guys it is pretty cute it's fucking adorable um the you know I, we sort of just took a step off the cliff and said look you know if we want to make this happen with Julia we knew that Julia couldn't work forever part time uh on the money that we're able to pay her and we said you know what Julia you're doing such wonderful work um Elliot can't ha- can't keep his act together cuz he's so delighted with these dogs wrestling <laughs> um <laughs> well, <laughs> Teresa, can you talk for a second? I'm going to pick up a dog. Sure. Oh, uh, okay. There it is. <laughs> Sorry, it was just so fast. I, I, I didn't know okay. where you were going with it. So um, uh, we, sort of, we t- sort of took a step off of the cliff and just said, Julia, look. Do you think you... stuff like this ever happened on the set of Rock Live? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think this is the kind of stuff, this is why you go live with Rock Show? Um, we uh, we sort of took a, we, we took a sort of step off the cliff and said, Julia, if you can, you give us three months. We'll give you three months of full time, and we just have to see how the Max Fund Drive goes. We can't afford to s- send it past that. 
And the people out there have responded by going to MaximumFun.org slash donating and putting, it, putting their money where their mouth is, or in this case, where their ears are, and supported it. And now, you know, I think I'm, I'm ready to commit right here live on air to making Julia's full-time status permanent. That's really cool. Isn't that great? Yeah. I hope, I hope Julia heard that in the other room. Yeah, I don't know. Is she listening? Yeah. I think her and Al are out there having a wrestling match. <laughs> <laughs> is Al choking all Julia? growling is, yeah. Dragged her into your guys' pool room. Um, billiard it, room, excuse that's me. That's really, really exciting. That's yeah. something we've been working towards for a really long time. It's, it, this is like, to have a full-time producer on The Sound of Young America is basically a lifelong dream for me. <laughs> uh, it's so wonderful. And we've already seen the fruits of her labor. I mean, we've already seen these amazing uh, guests that she's been able to book the past couple of months. You know, people like Dick Cavett and Mavis Staples, who are people that I've always wanted to have on The Sound of Young America and never been able to without uh, someone who, was, who could essentially spend a lot of time harassing publicists <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day that's how you get people booked uh, what do you got on the slips of paper there sweetie i have a few more tweets do you want to read them yeah sure okay why don't, why don't let's uh, why don't i take i'll take uh two i'll give two to jordan over okay. there cool. um this <clears throat> one is from sigma factor just popped a donor boner max fun drive twelve thirty. i like donor boners that's fun I'm playing video games and watching Max Fun Drive. This is a regular boof bonzer of a Sunday night. That's from KVN uh, Bulger. What do you think about that boof? There's a good boof bonzer that is reference. A, that, is a, that's a, that, that guy is an old school Jordan Jesse Go listener. You know that about our enthusiasm. Sure. For or he just listened to a bunch of them in a row. Boof bonzer. Okay. Uh, JN May says, really hope Jordan flashes the back of his knees. Are you down, Jordan? I know this isn't some kind of sick cam show. But I know, I know we didn't want to get a cam show, but if we get to 1300, I'll flash the backs. Oh, yeah, 1300? Yeah. If we get to 1300, I'll I flash the backs. I think we can backs. do that. Everybody heard that. Yeah. Maximumfun.org slash donate. I think donate. we can do that. I yeah. think we can make the backs of Jordan I mean, talk about, talk about donor boners. Am I, I right? know, I know. Let me address the camera real quick. Talk about donor boners. Again, I can see it. We can see it. What? Never mind. SJ Brote says. Oh, that's not. I'm just a, This is for the camera, Teresa. All this right. It's for the camera. Let's get back to Jordan's. Whatever. SJ Broach says Can any Max Fun Drive donors make an animated GIF of the Thermo Boner erupting? I think somebody can. Thermo Boner. I think we can get an animated GIF going of the Thermo <laughs> yeah. Boner erupting. I see no, no possibility that that won't work out. Oh, make it, do it, make it erupting on a picture of Jesse's face. <laughs> great i'm down for that that sounds fantastic to me no, Animated that'd be great gif. okay you have to you have to make that and tag it max fun drive pound max fun drive on twitter put it up on your twit pics or what have you uh hashtag it max fun drive teresa and julie will be looking through all the boner explosions onto my face <laughs> they'll pick out the best that one. has to be my job well it's not i'm not gonna do it i'm trying to host a live program here i'm trying to address the camera i'm trying to bring people in i'm trying to be hosty enthusiastic warm smile at the end of your sentences smile that's what a host does teresa all right fine i'll look at the pictures hey teresa uh we didn't we haven't talked about this on jordan jesse go yet but uh the baby's gonna be a boy yeah isn't that cool yeah it's really cool the this psychic we're gonna call him jesse jr (laughs) (laughs) jj fad for short sure um i thought what about coco jr Um, so that means the dog is better than the kid. Yeah. Like, by that The dog logic, is the original the dog is, yeah. of the kid. Anyway. I kind of... Okay, so 
Uh, Jordan Jesse Go listeners know that a few weeks ago, I went to this strange A-frame house in the Hollywood Hills and bought $750 worth of neckties from a woman on Craigslist. Um, and this woman told to me sell. to sell. Uh, and to sell some, I kept some of them sold. I sold enough to cover the cost of buying them. Yeah. You don't want it like to be in the middle of a pledge right, drive. Exactly. And say to everyone, this is what I spend my money <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, no. I needed to make that clear. Um, yeah, no, it was a it was a it was a clever play that involved a lot of work on eBay on my part. Sure. So this nice woman informed me several times that she was a psychic. Hmm. I was at my weekly visit with the midget dominatrix. <laughs> really? That's what you're okay. It's only two hundred bucks an hour. <laughs> it's half the price of a regular <laughs> dominatrix. dominatrix. Sure. Um, she, uh, this woman was so nice and she told me that it was going to be a girl because she was psychic. And for one thing, from that point forward, I just assumed it was going to be a girl. Not because I believe in psychics. I actually don't at all, but because there just wasn't anything that was the most, that was the single most compelling piece of evidence that I had. In the absence of other evidence, the fact that this woman who said she was psychic said it was a girl, well, you got to figure she's right because I don't see anybody telling me it's a boy. Is there like, is there, is there, is there a, I always, there's, there's like a physical element to like, oh, if it's a boy, you're carrying low. Does that they exist or is that fake? That, they fake. say that, but I think that only really comes into play if you don't find out and you're like, you're like much farther along in your gotcha. pregnancy than then people could start speculating based on how you looked. But mm-hmm. like if it asked for baseball along, cards not... or <laughs> yeah. So I didn't know you're eating a lot of baseball cards. <laughs> <laughs> Baby wants them. I don't know. Probably Bring a boy. Me ice cream, pickles, and 1992 Fleer. Um, that's a type of baseball card. Um, Elliot Hochberg knows what I'm talking about. He's got the big knot on. Don Russ. Don Russ, you got sure. it. Um, score. Foil pack. <laughs> Absolutely. Hologram. Um, Pokemon. Now Sorry. you're getting in. Now, now you're starting to get into your comic book cards, your okay. Pokemon cards. Gotcha. Um, so I, I have to be honest with you. I hate the idea of someone being a fake psychic, and I don't believe in psychics. So in my mind, anyone who says they're a psychic is a fake psychic, and I hate that. <laughs> However, this lady was such a nice lady that I did want her to be right. Yeah. I still wanted to, but I didn't want to, if she was right, then I would have to be like, well, maybe there's something to this psychic stuff, <laughs> which I did not want. But I did want her to be right so that I could kind of feel good about the whole thing. Right? Yeah. Is that crazy? No, I... I yeah, well, I think I when you're dealing that. with such a such a distinct... 50-50 situation. Yeah. You can't help but have split feelings about it. Yeah. yeah. It was very split feelings. Anyway, we've got all kinds of great pledge levels. Yep. Jordan has promised if we make it to 1300, he's going to show the back of his knees. So, I mean, it's getting a little bit on the late side on the East Coast. So, you know, drop trow and take care of business once we hit 1300 is what I'm saying. Sure. Yeah. Let's see. Well, I mean, let's, let's go to 1300. You'll immediately break in. No matter what we're doing, if we get to thirteen hundred, do you want me to? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. No matter if it's it doesn't inappropriate. If we're talking to the Queen Mother herself, wow, the Queen Mum could be speaking to us from beyond the grave. Okay, she is dead. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. You promised, Teresa. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. If people want to donate, what do they do? 
go to MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. And I think everybody who's listening probably has at least visited the page and knows what the gifts are at the various levels. But if you haven't done that, you should definitely do that because there's a lot of really, really yeah, awesome Yeah, the gifts are legitimately great. As someone yeah. who, who donates to public radio and is usually kind of disappointed with my gift. <laughs> you do like uh, your KCRW Fringe Benefits I do like card. my KCRW Fringe Benefits card. I, I, I appreciate it every time I buy Indian food and nothing else. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, usually gifts for donating to something are shitty. They're like dumb. It, yeah, it's it's a shitty mug or something, but these are really legitimately great gifts, and if you don't know about them, go to the website and look at them. They're fantastic. It's all at MaximumFun.org slash donate, and we're still taking tweets. We should give away We should give away at least one. I feel like Back of the Knees, that, that earned a Call of Duty, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> Gears yeah, of War. Uh, I think Gears Jordan's, of War, Dad. Oh, wait, no, I got that one. Okay, here we go. All right. So congratulations, J.N. May. Uh, email Teresa at Teresa at MaximumFun.org. Um, and uh, we'll hang on to the rest of these in case we need them. And uh, thank you very much for joining us, Thank Teresa. you, guys. Have fun. Get, Bye. Get Eugene for us. Okay. So, man, things are going great, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Sissy was sitting on my lap, my dog Sissy, and she just followed uh, Teresa out of the room. Sure. She, uh, She's just waiting for Teresa the baby to drop so she can eat the placenta. Do you think? <laughs> That's what dogs want. Is that how that works? Yeah, they know when someone is pregnant. They're like, like Wiccans. Thanks. They're yeah. like Wiccans in that sense. Oh, exactly. Just waiting for that baby to come out. My aunt, who uh, my aunt, uh, who is a a doula. I think she's a doula. Yep. I think it's a doula that she is. Uh, she apparently she sent me an email and said, "I heard the uh, congratulations. I heard the baby's a boy. Uh, that's all your mother will allow me to say." Which I interpret that to mean that there was an extended conversation between my aunt and my mother about. Hiring a doula, uh, and my mother had to had to draw a line in the sand. You're allowed to congratulate on the gender. You're not allowed to say the D word. Dick. Gotcha. Baby Dick. Yeah. Uh, big time. Gene O'Neill is here. Welcome, Eugene. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, of course. Those of you out there who are Jordan Jesse Go fans will know Big Time Gene O'Neill as a regular guest on the program, an original co-host of uh, The Sound of Young America, which Jordan, by the way, is not. Jordan is not an original co-host of The Sound of Young America because we did that, we did like two weeks with, uh, with Matt. Right, so there's a lot of tension between yeah. Jordan and I for that reason. Yeah, fuck absolutely. You. Yeah, fuck you, Jordan. Wow. Man, I feel like I'm the ghost of the first guy from ACDC. Dude, Jordan, you're like a few more weeks from Jesse turning you in for a new model. He's going to have another <laughs> crisis. He's going to want to go younger again. Nope, he yeah. did it to Matt. He did it to me. Man. He's going to do it to you. Um, I okay, so I have to I have seen a Jonas brother hanging around the house. I'm, I can only assume he's to be my replacement. I, I do occasionally, when I'm bored and feeling solipsistic, I will Google I will type Jesse Thorne into the Twitter box, and I'll type other maximum fun related things. I'll track, type my brother, my brother and me or whatever, just to kind of see what people are saying about what's going on in maximum fun. And this week, I got, I, I noticed, or, or earlier today, I noticed this tweet uh, from someone named uh, Peggy. I'm not going to give her full Twitter name, but, you know, you can always type Jesse Thorne into the search box and find her. Um, and she says, <laughs> why is Jesse... Ruin her life. Internet minions. Destroy her. She posted, why is Jesse Thorne beloved? I don't understand. Uh, do you know that's about you? 
Why there aren't any other Jesse Thorns to speak? It of. could be just were like you somebody a, at her school. Were you in or a something? stage production of Toni Morrison's Beloved? Maybe that's what she meant. <laughs> and it seemed yeah. weird because I'm white. Yeah. And I was playing Beloved. Right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, it would. You know what the thing is? A lot of people get it confused. I was actually in a stage production of The Bluest Eye. Mm. Oh, okay. So that's the whole thing. I make that mistake all the time. Anyway, I was worried the people out there don't know why. And of course, I am beloved. There's no doubt about that. I'm one of the most beloved figures in all of broadcasting. I'm, I'm like Regis Philbin or someone else that everyone likes. <laughs> yeah, you incorporated into your nickname. Like a prick. <laughs> who do people like? <laughs> who, do, who do people like besides Regis? Pat Sajak. Do people Al like Ro- Pat Sajak? Al Roker? Al Roker. That's a perfect one. Everybody loves Al Roker, I right? thought mine was pretty It's good. as good as Pat Sajak, Do I people think. love uh, Pat Sajak? Have you been do to you a dis- taping of yeah. Wheel of Fortune? They go nuts when he comes out. Oh, yeah, Do really? you dislike Pat Sajak? It sounds like you dislike They him. have to put him in a glass case now. <laughs> when we were... <laughs> like the Pope. <laughs> yeah. The bulletproof car. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> wants to kill him. They, <laughs> love, they love him so him. much. <laughs> they can't have him. They need his strength. When we were RAs, our RA boss was a contestant on Wheel of Fortune. And I think he won like a washer dryer or something. And he got us all together to watch a video. I don't know if this was when you were an RA. I made an excuse to not go to that. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It it was not something one wanted to go to. He was a sweet guy. But um, so we got us together to watch a video of his appearance on Wheel of Fortune. And there was a moment where Pat Sajak threw to the announcer. Do either of you guys know what the announcer's name is? What does throw to mean? You know, he like he like went to him like, okay, Elliot Hochberg is gonna <laughs> is gonna look up what the announce. Elliot's so excited because he works regularly on our friend's podcast, Never Not Funny, and uh, they have an intern who does a terrible job of looking everything up. So Elliot is like, yeah, I can be, I can change cameras and look stuff up at the same time. <laughs> Do you have it, Elliot? On his sidekick. Oh my god! Try binging it. Yeah. <laughs> Are you considered? Have you considered banging it? You mean getting Google results or things? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so here's the... Wow, slam slam on Bing. You've got, you've got as many harsh feelings about Bing as Jesse does about Pat Sajak, it sounds like. Charlie O'Donnell? Charlie O'Donnell. And, mm. he's, and so when he's, when he's ready to throw to the... Which is broadcasting speak for kind of give the introduction to Charlie O'Donnell's announcements of like what that evening's prizes were. He, Pat Sajak said this... And it was amazing. It was like a magical, beautiful moment. He said, and now a man I love more than a man should love another man. Charlie <laughs> O'Donnell. <laughs> and I just pictured Pat Sajak because they tape like eight in a row. You know, they'll, tape, yeah. they'll just tape all day long. He's in episode eight. He's just seeing things that aren't there. He keeps trying to catch, catch birds that are flying around his head. And then he remembers he's in a television studio. And he just starts saying shit like, and now a man I love more than a man should love another man. Yeah, you see what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so I made, for people who don't know why I'm beloved, or beloved, I made this list of 10 reasons that I'm beloved. Uh, number 10 is uh, I have great feedback on eBay. Uh, 442 positive feedback, zero negative feedback, which is 100%. How is that possible? I, hey, I'm an honest dealer, Gene, and I pay promptly when I buy something. If I sell you something, you can depend that the description was fair and accurate, Eugene. 100%. All right, fine. You don't have to browbeat me. 442 people. Uh, Number nine is I have narrow feet. Uh, It's one of the reasons I'm beloved. This is especially... It's like that one is actually mostly applies to people who are also a size 12, 
but they bought shoes that are too narrow for them, and they're hoping that they have a friend that they can give them to. Okay. Like if they bought a 12B and they're actually a 12D. That's why they love me for that one. Uh, I hope you can count on me to dress appropriately for important events. So if you have a wedding or a funeral or whatever, people love me for that. Okay. Still don't see how people love you yeah. for number two, but all right. Um, uh, look, at one point I had over 300 Mark Grace baseball cards. That one is also kind of specific, though. That one's mostly for the guy that ran the baseball card store near my house when I was 11. Yeah, I don't know. I'm starting to I'm starting to go with Peggy on this one. I'm very How many more of these? It feels like we're scraping the barrel already. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm very magnanimous. Uh, see, is one of is one of the list items I typed this? <laughs> I type list. You can't just use like a rough synonym for beloved and use that for a reason that you're beloved. Uh, how about this? I'm familiar with the concept of tautologies. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Is yeah. that like a warm alcoholic drink? Uh, because I watched a lot of episodes of the television program Survivor Man, I have a rough understanding of how to kill a rodent using only a twig and a rock. Mm. Man, remember when he hollowed out a cow and he spent the night in it? Wait, he spent the night inside a cow? I think it was you're, a cow. You're thinking of The Empire Strikes Back, and instead of not Survivor Man, you're thinking of Han Solo, and not a cow, you're thinking of a tauntaun. Yeah, he, that was the episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then Luke drank Leia's piss. <laughs> um, right, yeah. I am balding. That's another reason I'm beloved because... Oh, well, that one works. Given I all, do love the balding. Given all the other things that are so wonderful about me, the balding makes me more relatable. Mm. Like Paul Schaefer. Exactly, like Paul Schaefer. Sure. Who could be more relatable <laughs> than Paul Schaefer? Sure. Be careful, though. The opposite effect happened to Nicolas Cage. He is completely unrelatable. <laughs> yeah. No one in the world and that can is, relate to and him. And that is only because of his hair. Yeah. Not his collection of shrunken heads. Um, I <laughs> Where his son is named Jor-El. <laughs> <laughs> I smell really good, sort of like honeysuckles, but more masculine than that sounds. All right, I can get behind that one. Yeah. You smell great, dude. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you very much, Eugene. I'm great with kids, especially mm. la especially Latino kids. I don't know if it's a race thing or a cultural thing or whatever, but they just love me. Okay. Above all, though, it's because I'm such a great singer. Although, technically, I would say that I'm a triple threat. Singing, dancing, and acting. Man, you, to you totally put Peggy in her place. Yeah. Take that, Peggy. Yeah. I just threw it at the screen, which is well, <laughs> where her face should where be. She yeah. lives. She lives inside the computer. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing, Gene? I'm doing great. I think we can all agree that my 10 Reasons I'm Beloved bit went over fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I hate following that. <sighs> yeah. We should probably all just relax and think about how funny that I'm was. I'm just going to sit back, <laughs> relax, and address the camera. And remember, yeah. and remember our favorite list items. <laughs> You guys don't even need me. <laughs> How's it going for you, pal? It's been a while. Yeah, it has. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, sir. What are we looking at? March? March 13? Is that yeah. Where we're at? Just past. Are we coming up on the Ides? Yeah, we're, we're, mm. we're, we're right around the corner from the Ides, I'd right. say. Beware of the Ides, Jesse. <laughs> Whoa, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know from theater class that I got to take this seriously. Yeah. That'd be great if Jesse just started firing a gun in the air <laughs> when he said yeah. that. You'll remember that Caesar read a top ten list dedicated to himself right yeah. before the Ides. <laughs> was that what he was doing when Rome was burning? Nah, that's, that's uh, Nero. Nero. Yeah. 
Uh-oh. That's it. No show. Here, I'm going to just push that back over so you can use it. I forgot that I need this to do the show. <laughs> hey, Gene, seen any movies lately? Uh, yeah. I saw, uh, what was it, uh... The new um, Independence Day movie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you mean the new Skyline movie, Gene? Yes. Sorry. Yeah. I, I'm seriously blanking on the name. Battle of Los Angeles. Yeah. I think it's Battle Colon Los Angeles. Oh. Oh, God. Uh, this. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I have an Independence Day thing, but tell us how it was. No, I mean, all I was going to say is that you were watching it the whole time. You just wish it was Independence Day. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's no, like, one-liners. Uh, there's no guy brashly welcoming an alien to Earth or... Uh, <laughs> By punching it. Like, there's a great moment where it's like, this is where the Bill Pullman speech would be. And they have, like, nothing like that. Uh. And the Bill Pullman speech got a standing ovation when I saw <laughs> Independence Day you're in the theater. Sh- I am me. not kidding. I saw Independence Day, like, I think four times in three nights when it came out. (laughs) The first time I saw it, I was walking out of the theater, and I seriously was thinking, that is the greatest movie I've ever seen. Like, (laughs) I experienced ego loss during that movie. It's like the most high I've ever been. There were like three standing ovations for the movie. And I remember my friend and I were convinced that it was going to be the next Star Wars, and we like... We're trying to collect the, the plastic cups that they gave you. Oh, the the commi- We're like, these are going to be worth money someday. <laughs> Were you planning what you thought was going to happen in the Independence Day sequels? Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure we covered that. Sequels and prequels. We like, well, they're gonna, of course, they're going to have to be rebuild society. Bill Pullman is president of the new society. Yeah, there'll just be a movie about how there's a America and yeah. society. No aliens yet, though. That's yeah. Labor Day. Yeah, and then uh, the movie, the sequel would be how they've been doing since we got rid of the aliens, <laughs> which is well. Yeah, well, reasonably well. There's the usual trouble, of course. After, after we got that no. irrigation going, things have been going <laughs> great. Yeah. Uh, I, I uh, for work, had to, um, they had this weird press event for the movie Paul. Yeah. Which a big part of this movie Paul is... Um, you know, like UFO fanatics. You and I both enjoyed the film, Paul. It's great. Have you seen it's Paul yet, Gene? It's not it's out yet. Yeah. Oh, it isn't? Sorry. Yeah, Gene, stop, are, start, are stop. you a member of the press? Apparently not. Didn't get invited to Paul. Well, it's great. Okay. Yeah. You, see, it, uh, it. see it with the great unwashed when it comes out. Right. I guess, um, do you, I think you pay for it to go see it if you're not? No, fuck if I know. Yeah, sorry, I don't, so long. I don't even know. Oh, I just watch movies on the internet. <laughs> okay, yeah. gotcha. Like everybody else. Yeah. Um, and we, uh, and they had like the interviews for it at one of these kind of obsessive UFO diners that are like, it was out in the, you know, middle of Nevada desert. We like flew into Las Vegas, got in these RVs and then drove out to this crazy UFO themed truck stop. And, uh, they had a, um, a monument, kind of this, you know, four foot stone monument, uh, in the middle of the truck stop that said ID4. And it was a, it was, it was a time capsule was planted there when ID4 came out. And uh, it said like, oh, in, you know, in, 20, in 2050, when uh, extraterrestrial visitors are, you know, regulars on Earth, we will uncover this time capsule. And for some reason, it was in the shape of the logo from Independence Day. <laughs> anyway, so that exists. Is it just a copy of Independence Day and aliens can watch that and <laughs> take that as a warning for what might happen? <laughs> yeah, guys. Yeah. Did the Mind movie, your P's and Q's. Did the movie Independence Day invent tricking us into calling a movie by something that's like its name but shorter and we're supposed to like better yes so, independence you know, day basically invented modern marketing in cinema mm-hmm. wow. 
Um, also at this um, UFO-themed diner, um, the, the back wall was covered in conservative bumper stickers, but it stopped at Clinton. Like, <laughs> like, uh, the, like the most current thing they had was a picture of Bill and Hillary, and it said, dual airbags. <laughs> and like that is as far as they had gotten in their like conservative fanaticism. Did I ever talk about the time that when I, I went on a trip with my dad when I was a kid through um, uh, through America, through middle America, and at one point we went past this farm, and at this farm there were like three miles lining the road of crazy conservative whirly gigs. <laughs> I don't know. What is a whirly gig? It's the thing where you put it in the air and like the arms spin or whatever. Oh, oh, Like yeah, just yeah. incredibly elaborate whirly gigs. How were they conservative? About how, well, they were about how like Hillary Clinton was a lesbian communist and stuff. Oh, okay, sure. And she was running the, con- but it was just like, it was, a, it was like a Hillary Clinton with arms that were flapping in the breeze and then it would say like Dyke Commie underneath. <laughs> It was genuinely one of the strangest things that I've ever seen. Would it be cool if one of them was fighting a Godzilla one? (laughs) (laughs) It's not about ideology, Jordan. Right. When when Godzilla comes, we're all Americans. Yeah, we're all Americans. Um, Why did they not make an Independence Day 2, do you wonder? I've been wondering that ever since it came out. Well, do you figure that there would there have to be like a second battle with the aliens? I imagine it would probably, this time we go to their planet. Right. On a peace mission. Yeah. Right. And they misinterpret it. Or on a P mission, like it's too far to get to Mars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> have to stop crazy. somewhere. You know, speaking of UFOs, you know, have you seen on Netflix, there's a, uh, this documentary, quote unquote, with Dan Aykroyd. It's called Dan Aykroyd Unplugged on UFOs. No. And wow. <laughs> It's like it looks like the production value has to be like ten dollars, and it's this guy who's just filming a conversation he's having with Dan Aykroyd about UFOs, with uh, overladen with images of like the same five like grainy, like you know supposed UFO like video like videos of UFOs. Dan Aykroyd only believes in a couple things. Number one, he believes that if he's going to be in a movie, he should get paid and well. That's the first thing he believes in. The second thing he believes in is, of course, the crystal heads. <laughs> the third thing is UFOs. There, there's no way he got paid for this because it's just the budget is so bad. What, um, now, I, I'm, it seems like the word unplugged is just in there for no reason. Like, what would the circumstances be to where he, he would be plugged? <laughs> like, what would he normally be pl- Like, this is novel. He's unplugged, guys. Like, what is he usually plugged into? Well, he's plugged into our hearts. Oh, sure. True. It's got a direct line to our hearts and yeah. our groins. Yeah. After Crossroads, the he's not, he's not hooked up to one of those, uh, <laughs> what's his name, the guy who, like, he doesn't have a vocoder hooked up to his no. throat. So that could maybe mean, that know, could mean. unplugged, like Peter Frampton. <laughs> um, he's just got a talk box. Yeah. Like Frampton comes but alive. It, it's like him in, like, a really, like, poor person's looking living room. He's, Early like, smoking 70s, cigarettes the whole time and sweating. Like What, what year do you throat. think this was? No, this, like, this year. It just, <laughs> oh, just came wow. out, yeah. And, uh... I think does he talk about the connection between the UFOs and Yogi Bear the movie? You know what? I didn't get that far. Okay, so I probably can't even properly. You didn't get to the Yogi Bear part. Yeah, it seems like the times I hear from Dan Aykroyd, it's there's and like an internet news item. You know, Dan Aykroyd reveals new details about Ghostbusters three, and it's Dan Aykroyd saying a new plot point or like a casting 
idea he has for Ghostbusters 3, and then it goes down to another member of the Ghostbusters cast who, sa- who says, Dan Aykroyd is crazy. Because <laughs> I, I was going to say the reason that this movie, this Ghostbusters movie isn't being made, like, I don't think it's because Bill Murray says no. I think it's because everyone's worried about Dan Aykroyd and you can't <laughs> safely put him on yeah. a movie set anymore because he's totally he's a liability. Yeah, in this movie. Um, hey, guys, you guys want to do some momentous occasions? Sure. I got a computer full of momentous occasions here. Of course, when something momentous happens to uh, one of our listeners, we ask that they give us a call at 206-984-4FUN. And we've got uh, quite a few of them, courtesy of our able intern, Lindsay, who is not going to get fired. Oh. Don't worry. She's doing a great job. What a pile. <laughs> hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Go. I uh, just uh, called in because... I had a momentous occasion slash uh, moment of shame. I was walking uh, down the street listening to an episode with Maria Bamford. And I was so entranced by her voice that I stepped on a screw that threw the bottom of my boot into my foot. And now I'm headed to the hospital to get a tetanus shot. So thanks, guys. Bye. What's amazing to me about this guy is what kind of boot was he wearing? He was wearing one of those, like, Iceman of... Uh, Iceman of Siberia boots, where it's just like some straw <laughs> attached to his foot with like bison hide or mm. something. Yeah, he's got to get down to boot warehouse. Like, how does he get? How does he get a screw all the way through his boot? Yeah, isn't the reason why you wear boots to protect against that very potentiality? I don't know. I don't know. Hi, Diego. This is Andy from Grand Rapids calling in with a momentous occasion. I recently acquired some influenza, and I'm presently under the influence of various formulations of Quill, both day and night. And I just woke up from a fever dream wherein the uh, Jordan Morris-Jesse Thorne ticket was elected to the presidency in 2012. And I was there at a meeting where you were announcing your cabinet, and here's what I hear from your cabinet selection. Uh, for the Secretary of Annunciation, you selected Lady Gaga because you like hilariously mispronouncing her name, like Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga, etc. Uh, you appointed me the Secretary of Fun, good decision. <laughs> and as your Secretary of Lunch, you appointed a Reuben Sandwich. Thanks, have a great show. Well, that's a great I mean, you, you can't yeah. argue with those choices, right? Let me guess, Guy, when you woke up, your sheets were a mess. Sounds like a wet dream to me. <laughs> Man, how did he get quinine? <laughs> his, his sheets were a mess, and it was Russian dressing. Yeah. <laughs> Ate one of those sleep salads. Hi, Jordan and Jesse. My name is Maggie, and I am calling you from the airport in Chicago. Hi, Maggie. Where I was just standing at the desk at the uh, gate, um, checking in for a flight, and I overheard a uniformed airline employee say the words, I need to find the instructions for how to fly the plane. That's <laughs> <laughs> my flight. Um, and the bargain I'm making with God is, if I survive, I will pledge to maximum fun. Wish me luck. Bye. You'd think they'd give him a piece of paper to write that down and just show it to right. their colleague. <laughs> yeah. Instead of saying it, you, like, you think maybe the, also the PA system was open at the time that they said that? I think it was just a joke. You want to loosen up the people in the cabin and <laughs> yeah, because I mean it's on every, it's in the back of everybody's mind. Is the plane gonna crash? Yeah, like, little, ah, right. The funny gallows humor, you <laughs> yeah. know. It was probably one of those Southwest flights where they're always no oh, telling the jokes. cracking the jokes. Yeah, yeah. Where they're always like, hey, can someone push in the back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Hi, Jordan. Hi, Jesse. Hi, guests. My name's Dave from Chicago, and I have a momentous occasion. I'm in law school, and I started listening to Jordan Jesse Go in November. I took my finals in December, and I made the dean's list for the first time. So I'm giving all the credit to Jordan and Jesse, and for that reason, I just contributed to Maximum Fun for the mm. first time. Thank you guys so much, and keep up the great work. I love- Thank you, sir. Yeah. Thank you. I, he should know that making the dean's list in law school is a actually a horrible thing to have happen because it makes it more likely that you'll stay in law school. Yeah, you don't want the dean after you. <laughs> <laughs> get off that list. Yeah, man. <laughs> so you see this is more... You're going to try and shut down your parties. <laughs> you see this is more of a Nixon's en- enemy list type situation. Well, that's what it is, right? The dean keeps a list of his yeah. rivals he's and gonna, <laughs> political enemies. He's sure. going to get G. Gordon Liddy <laughs> to take you out. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, uh, guest. Uh, I am calling in with a momentous occasion. It's the first time I've called in. This is uh, John from Orlando. Um, I am driving from my girlfriend's house back home. Uh, she lives in Jacksonville. And on my drive home, I kind of do a ritualistic thing where I listen to Jordan, Jesse, Go, of course, on the way home. Cut off uh, the head you know, of a chicken. <laughs> time with me. It's a little more comforting of a ride. Um, and I was listening to last week's episode with... Uh, great guest, uh, Marie Bamford, and and I heard toward the end of the show that Jesse's birthday is on April 24th, and this is a momentous occasion for me because that is also my birthday. I absolutely freaked out when I heard that Jesse has the same birthday as me because in the past, the only person who I was aware ha- uh, shared my birthday was um, American Idol star Kelly Clarkson, and I've got to say, this is not nearly as exciting as you know going up to a friend and saying, I share a birthday with, you know... Jesse Dorn, America's uh, America's Radio Sweetheart. I mean, that's that's a way bigger deal. Anyway. You're guaranteed a big reaction if you tell them that you share a birthday with Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. People are going to flip out. They're going to say, the Jesse Thorne? The beloved Jesse Thorne? <laughs> and then, who is Jesse Thorne? <laughs> Immediately after that. Man, as someone who doesn't have a celebrity sharing their birthday, it's a really lonely feeling, so I'm happy for that guy. There's no celebrities that share your birthday? No, not that I recall. No. I think Barbara Streisand may share my birthday. I used to have this book at home when I was like a little kid of sports birthdays. This like the sports birthday book. It's why I know that Ricky Henderson's birthday is on Leap Day. Um, and uh, I think, I think um, it might have. Let me say this. Ricky Anderson's birthday might be New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, so don't email me if I got it wrong and it's not Leap Day. Um, I think the top sports guy who shares my birthday is uh, Howard Emk or Emke, this guy who was a surprise starter in like the 1928 World Series and won a game. That's it. That's the only sports guy that I share a birthday with. Mine's uh, Joan from Mad Men. Seriously? Yeah, totally. Do you think you could hit that? I mean, it's a, it's a great icebreaker if I ever meet her. Oh, God. If you ever met her, do you think you could say words? No, I mean, it would be it'd be awful. It would be really hard, yeah, right? Yeah, I would just shoot myself. Yeah. I would, yeah. I'm, I am, ever since, I, ever since I first saw Mad Men, I started carrying a gun around with me. Just in, in case. In case I ever saw Joan on the street. Because I, I need like to blow my brains out. If she was in a movie and you had to do uh, junk Also, Pete Campbell's movie. wife. This is John Hamm's character, right? I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't follow Mad Men. Um, uh, this is the pretty lady he on the program. He plays a sexy transvestite. And I feel like if if they told you, Jordan, at, at Fuel, that you had to cover a junket that she was going to be at, yeah. you would pitch as your bit, 
you get ton- tongue-tied and then shoot yourself. Yeah, right? Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Go. Uh, I have no idea if you're still doing momentous occasions. I'm... What would lead him to believe that we're... No- we've done momentous occasions in... Nine out of ten episodes. No, this that we've guy just doesn't done. want to like come off as a super. This fan. guy sounds like he's on Suicide Watch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a brand new listener, and I'm still catching up on the ancient podcasts. But um, I'm a 41 or about to be 41 year old male who used to ride his bicycle quite a bit all over the place, and I decided today I was going to ride it to my um, math class. Um, a, uh, ret- What's going on here? <laughs> turning non-traditional students, so I'm going to math with people half my age. So I decided I was going to ride my bike all the way there. It's about uh, probably a good 10 or 15 mile ride, and I made it about um, a half a mile. And I just got home, and I'm in pain, and I think I'm going to go throw up now, so bye. You know, I saw a movie about this same situation. It was called Billy Madison. <laughs> and it was fucking hilarious. And now I'm just bummed to know that the real-life version of that situation is a sad guy who can't even ride his bike and yeah. throws up. Where, wh- wow, way to bum me out. Why aren't you being hilarious, Rodney Dangerfield, in the film Back to School? Sure. Can't get no respect? Yeah, man, I, the only thing that could disappoint me more if aliens came to Earth and people didn't have one-liners at the ready for when they <laughs> crashed. I, I, would, I would be more disappointed just if aliens came to Earth and Will Smith didn't take care of it. Pers- right? Personally. Yeah. He seems like he'd be on top of that. Okay, we got one more. we got one more to go. Hi, Jordan and Jesse and Go. Uh, my name is Jonathan, um, and I'm a longtime listener. I'm calling in with a momentous occasion. Uh, to, I work for an unnamed cell phone company um, who is... Co- they should pick a name. <laughs> yeah. It's going to help with consumer identification. Coming out with a new phone with a 3D camera. Mm. Um, mm. And mm. I got uh, a rep stopped by the store today to show off the new 3D camera. Um, and he was flipping through his pictures and I saw a 3D dick pic. Uh, so I thought that was pretty momentous, yes. and I had to give you a call oh, because man. a man's dick pic <sighs> just assaulted my face hole. Oh. Uh, thanks, and I love the show. Bye. That is so, so, so I mean, that's the first thing wonderful. you do with a 3D camera, right? Yeah. Take a picture of your dick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you, uh, you know James Cameron's got a whole submarine stuffed with just 3D <laughs> pictures of his own dick that he projects on his personal IMAX. Um, hey, I have just been handed a piece of paper. That if you want to see an erupting thermoboner, you go to metcalflovesyou.com slash thermoboner.gif. So metcalf is M-E-T-C-A-L-F. So metcalflovesyou.com slash thermoboner.gif. Is it thermoboner or a boner or thermoboner? Thermoboner. Thermoboner. In fact, I'm going to type it into the computer right now so we can see it. Let's just stall. Hey, Gene, see any other movies? Uh, yeah. Saw Hall Pass. How was that? That was actually pretty funny. Yeah, I, I kind of wanted to see it. Uh, I, I feel like Stephen Merchant said something funny in the trailer. I'm like, that's ah, probably worth watching. Yeah, no, it's, it's worthwhile just to see Stephen Merchant. And I have two quick things to say about that movie. One, 
Uh, I think one of my favorite new tropes in a comedy is when there's like a euphemism that obviously they made up for the movie, mm -hmm. like a sexual euphemism. And then there'll be the scene where it's like, oh, you should give your husband's a hall pass. Like a hall pass? What's a hall pass? You guys don't know what a hall pass is? And it's like 40 something people having this conversation. Yeah. Like, oh, you haven't been on Urban Dictionary lately? <laughs> yes. All Look at right. that thing blow up on my face. <sighs> yeah. Look at it go. It's, oh. it's more. It's more gruesome and less sexual, though. Yeah. It it's is. kind of a. It's kind of a. Therma Boner by David Cronenberg. My smiley face looks kind of skeletal. Like yeah. Creepily skeletal. Oh. <laughs> Watch this. Oh. Does that mean we win? Uh, yeah. That means we did good. Okay. Let's let's take a look at some of these tweets. Uh, Jerwood says, I just found out I'm not a real princess, but I do still donate to the Max Fun oh, Drive. Yeah. That is a breaking up the, yeah, antiquated JJ Go references. That's great. Um, the Evander says, Donating to Pound Max Fun Drive combats unemployment. Why aren't you donating? Do you hate America? Donate. I like that one. It's a lot of fun. We got one that says, uh, From Cave Child. Cave Child? That seems odd. Every time big time Gene O'Neill is on JJ Go, an angel gets a boner. I like that one. Yeah. It's pro big time Gene O'Neill. Uh, right now, uh, Harbinger00 says, right now, Jimmy Pardo of Never Not Funny is feeling an uncontrollable urge to yell at Elliot, and he doesn't know why. <laughs> Elliot likes that one. Elliot's rolling over there. Um, the Indigy says, I'm ready to match anything shoved up Jesse's butt. For the Max Fun Drive. Oh, That's wow. worth a video game, yeah, right? Sure, yeah. That is absolutely worth a video game. The Indigy email Teresa at maximumfun.org. Man, these are these are so wonderful. Teresa, 1248. Look, we only have so much time left here. We gotta get fifty-two more donors, or we're not gonna see Jor the back of Jordan's knees. Yeah. Maximumfun.org slash donate. Hey, listen, do you think would it help you guys if I got some friends on the line with us? I mean, I guess. Are you talking to us? Yeah. Are we not good enough for you? <laughs> um, okay, here we go. Joining us from Vancouver, Canada, uh, are our friends from Stop Podcasting Yourself. Hey, guys. Hello. How are you, Graham, Dave? Wonderful, Jesse, and yourself? Oh, I'm fantastic. We got big-time Gene O'Neill here. We got Jordan Morris here. Um, you what guys up, are joining Jordan? us? What's up, Gene? Hey. Hey, guys. How are things north of the border? So Awesome. Hey, I have a question. This is an important question. Did you guys ever have uh, Taco Bell commercials with Little Richard in them? Was, no. was Take a Run for the Border ever the slogan of Taco Bell in Canada? Yes. Yeah. Did they have Taco Bells in Canada? Because I thought part of it, the appeal here. was that we're so close to Mexico, and this like is a little bit a of whole... culture that made it over here. Yeah. Like if there's a whole country in the way, it doesn't work? Yeah, oh, right. like they're too removed from the border border. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. I, thought, I thought that ruins all the fun. All you guys have is North Pole themed restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Goes, Greenland. Yeah, make a run for the border for uh, cheap drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Prescription drugs. Yes. Prescription drugs. Uh, so, Dave and Graham, how's the Max Fund Drive been going for you guys so far? Pretty good. Yeah, no sweat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you guys aren't sweating it over there. Cool as cucumbers. They've just been sleeping the whole time. Yeah. Are you, your guys, uh, are you guys wearing flip-flops and your feet are kicked up on your desk and you're wearing big sunglasses? 
<laughs> it sounds like it. Did he ask us about flip-flops? Yes, if we're wearing them and our feet are up on our desk. Because uh, no, you're not sweating uh, it. <laughs> I'm wearing Uggs. Mm. You want to know what we're wearing? Yeah, please. <laughs> nope. Yep. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I was just twiddling okay. some knobs. Oh, okay, I thought something, something was Oh, I thought you hung up wrong. We can't hear Jordan or Gene. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we can only hear Jess. Why do you think you guys can't hear Jordan and Gene? This is ridiculous. Why do we think? We're north of the border. This yeah. is strongly I'm going to be frank with you guys. This is an outrage. <laughs> okay, Jordan. Well, Jesse, you'll just relay everything I have to say to you. It'll be like a fun game of telephone. And... Really? <laughs> I can hear him now. Oh, yeah. you can hear him now? Yeah. Okay, great. Then I mm. fixed it. Congratulations, hey, you Jesse. Those, uh, can you hear me now commercials? <laughs> we do not have For those. Taco Bell. Yeah. And it's a guy talking into a taco, and his friend's like, no, you eat it, stupid. <laughs> hey, this yeah, is... Yeah, we got that one. It's a classic... Canadian sense of humor. Look, this is the closing minutes of our program and of the Max Fun Drive. Let's not waste it talking about Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Did you guys fully understand that movie over there? I mean, it was so it was so jingoistic. It was called Canada Day here. Oh, okay, yeah, exactly. It's called Boxing Day. And Joe Flaherty played the Prime Minister. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I interviewed Joe Flaherty once on The Sound of Young America, and he totally delivered in the Joe Flaherty-ness yeah. department. Before Will Smith uh, punched the alien, he genuinely said, Welcome to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> like in a real nice, not in like a sarcastic way. <laughs> Welcome to Earth. Um, have you, have yeah. you, do you feel like you guys have been getting feedback as to, uh, uh, with a lot of, from a lot of new donors who have come to you in the past year? I've been uh, retweeting like crazy. You've been getting a lot of tweets, right? Yeah, tons of tweets. People are going tweet crazy. Oh, it's the best. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds pretty great. (laughs) Yeah. From where I'm sitting. It's it's as good as the uh, Egyptian protest times a million. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It's one million times better than the Egyptian, or one million times as good as. At least as good as. Okay, at least as good as the Egyptian protests. Um, (laughs) Is there, I have a question... I have an important question for you guys. I'm willing to send you any of these thank you gifts. Do you want any of them? Is there anything I can send Xbox you north of the border? Xbox 360. No, not the Xbox. <laughs> not the Xbox. I don't know. Dave sounds like he called it. <laughs> True. Those are the rules. Yeah. As a guy who's been pushed out of shotgun situations with uh, frightening regularity, I'm going to say I think you should give Dave the box. I think that 50 people should donate to MaximumFun.org slash go to MaximumFun.org slash donate and donate so we can break 1300 and show the back of Jordan's knees. Sure. Um, okay. Ooh. Can you guys, you guys heard some of those tweets that we, uh, that we said uh, during the course of the program. Did you guys have any favorites? Um, you're, yeah, you're 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 um, assuming that we heard those tweets. So okay, I, well, you did hear the Independence Day talk. Yeah, that was five minutes ago. Oh, sure. <laughs> we we have this. We have this. Uh, we got up to up my donation. Up yours. Uh, <laughs> up yours. We got every time big time Gene O'Neill is on Jordan Jesse go and Angel gets a boner. Uh, we got. I'm ready to match anything shoved up Jesse's butt for the Max Fun Drive. I was talking about different stuff I could shove up my butt. Um, I think that's my favorite so far. Yeah. I kind it's of a good fe- challenge. Uh, this is an old school Jordan Jesse Go reference. I just found out I'm not a real princess, but I still donate to the Max Fun Drive. Do you, uh, somebody just somebody wrote donor boner, so that was great. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Do you have any favorites, Jordan? I mean, I just like the girl who said my haircut was cute. 
So that's gonna yeah. Be I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. Gonna, it's gonna be hard to sway me from that one. We, we again, gotta, uh, vanity prevails in this situation. Okay, so that one was Zanak said, "I love these curls, whether short or long," and and uh, tagged it, girly tweet and Max Fun Drive. Um, I'm surprised you guys aren't all more enthusiastic about that one. Just uh, imagine it was about your haircut, okay? And think how excited you would be. And donate. I'd be just as excited if somebody asked me to put things up my butt for Max. <laughs> Uh, donate every time someone says boner on the live Jordan Jesse go and the funding problem is solved. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Gene, what do you think? I like anyone that mentions me. Well, there's... Yeah, we all like the... We, do we have four Xboxes? Five Xboxes. Sorry, you guys each get to give out an Xbox. If we get the 1300, I will fillet every angel boner that I cause. It's <laughs> <laughs> a promise. Man, you don't know how powerful angel semen is, though. It'll rocket right through the back of your head. It's like MaximumFun.org maximum slash donate, by the way, is yeah. the place to go. Um, uh, Teresa, when you get the chance, can you bring us a, a current number on those donations? Current. Well, we're, we're deciding current. who's getting this Xbox. Oh, man. I kind of... Uh, I like this boner one. I like the <laughs> Which one? There's several boner ones. <laughs> this is the one that just says uh, donate every time, every time someone says boner on the live Jordan Jesse Go. Problem yeah. solved. That's a pretty good one. I like... Um, I like the one about me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the one about your butt. Yeah, the one about my butt specifically. You guys, you guys are neutral. None of these are about you. Do you have a Do you have a favorite among them? Uh, Switzerland. Dave, Switzerland is neutral. Dave, Canada's warlike. <laughs> Dave, do you have any favorites? Um, uh, uh, let's see. No, I like the Gene one. Yeah. Oh, Dave's going with the Gene one. All right. Okay. Uh, uh, Graham, do you have a favorite? Uh, the the challenge to stick things in your butt. So it's I I think I feel like Jordan, you're out because we've got two votes for Gene and no. two votes for up my butt. Um, <laughs> oh, can I switch that three votes for up your butt? <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, you want to switch your vote? No, I'm sticking with it. I think I think my my one is going to have like a last minute surge of enthusiasm. Jordan thinks I'm a, just a recount will vindicate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I think we've got a just pretty, wait. I gave you a chance to be on the winners. I gave you a chance to be on the winning team, but uh, I think the Indigi, Indigi, I N D I G I wins. Unpronounceable handles should not should be ineligible. Yeah. With I'm ready to match anything shoved up Jesse's butt for the Max Fun Drive. Congratulations, the Indigi. You just won yourself an Xbox 360. Now stick it up your butt. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Do it. 12.54 is the number. I don't know. Do you guys think we can make it to 1,300? It just depends how horny everybody is. <laughs> how horny are you, listening and watching audience? Uh Graham, Dave, do you guys do you guys get these kind of emails that I get that are um, that are about sort of like how important your show is to people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Say no more. It <laughs> says it all. T- tell me, tell me a little bit about the about the reactions about how important this this work is that you're doing to people, and you don't have to worry about being uh, uh, us thinking that you have a big head. Uh, we know that it's Canadian, and it's hard, you're Canadian, and it's hard for you to say something nice about yourself. But we uh, we talked about how great it would be to have loaves of bread as slippers, and one of our listeners uh, worked at a bakery and made his own bread slippers and sent in photos. <laughs> so that was pretty touching. Good. 
<laughs> That's the kind of thing that MaximumFun.org does for people. Um, well, listen, guys, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure to have you. Thanks for letting us be part of Maximum Fun. Oh, thank you so much for agreeing to be part of Maximum Fun. Oh, get out of here. Gene, thank you so much for being part of Maximum Fun. Oh, is that what this was? Elliot, <laughs> Elliot, thank you so much for being part of Maximum Fun. Hey, listen, we're, we're actually we're five minutes over, so we're going to wrap things up. But uh, look, there's still a few more hours where you can donate and get those awesome thank you gifts. MaximumFun.org slash donate is the place to go. Jordan, I hate to ask you, but I know you gave sort of an ultimatum. Mm-hmm. I think probably we're going to get a few dozen donations overnight. Do you think we could close this thing out with the uh, back of your knees? I don't know. I mean, that, uh, one of them. One? Back of one knee? Yeah, what's the best way to shoot this? Elliot? Elliot, you're the, you're the pro. Where do, I hold, where do I hold the goods up to? <laughs> you can you get in this general area? Yeah, come on, come on over here. Where you are. Oh, right. okay. Do I have to lay on my back? Okay, I'll just I prefer stand you there. Yeah, well. Okay, here comes Jordan. All right. He's ah. Standing up. Jordan's wearing a little bit of a tight pan. He might have to go top down on this. This is super sexy. On the phone? Yeah, this is super sexy, you guys. That you're wishing you, you guys were are... back of the kneeless yeah. pants. Yeah, I, know, right? I hope you guys have your dicks out. <laughs> Up there in Canada. Wow. And I'll shove your underwear. Yes. <laughs> Maximumfund.org slash donate. Please, if you haven't given yet, don't wait. Now is the time to do it. And for everyone, the more than a thousand people who have given, uh, I cannot thank you more. You know, you are the people who are, you know, paying for my baby to be's health insurance. And, um, you know, all of us at MaximumFun.org uh, appreciate your support. So thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you next year and uh, on the podcast. Thanks to Elliot Hoper from IndieHD.com who shot the video, and thanks to Julia and Teresa in the other room, and thanks to Al Madrigal and the great big-time Gene O'Neill for joining us on the program. Uh, we'll see you online at MaximumFun.org slash donate. We have such a tremendous response to the Max Fund Drive. I want to thank every single person out there who donated, and especially all of the folks who've donated and supported us for years now. Your generosity with our little operation is what allows us to keep growing, and I could not appreciate it more. And I think I speak for all of us at MaximumFun.org. Frankly, it's amazing to me that I can even say all of us at MaximumFun.org and not just mean myself. So thank you very much, donors. (laughs) 